It's not brain science. It's rocket surgery. We're talking about the core. The Incomparable. Number 234. February 2015. I'm Jason Snell. I'm Dan Morin. I'm Tony Sindelar. And I continue to be John Syracuse. <laughs> oh, you know, Joe uh, Steele asked us, uh, suggested to us that, that we should watch The Core. He's dead to all of us now. Which um, I'd like to say, according to Wikipedia, is a 2003 American science fiction disaster film. And that is literally all we can say about that. <laughs> I'm going to make an edit because disaster's in the wrong place in that sentence. Hey! Yeah, you can't really tell. It's like German. You can't really tell what uh, part of the thing that, what part of the sentence the disaster is modifying. Well, so because science fiction is one thing and disaster film is another. So that's where they're going with that. Yeah. Well, this film is a disaster. Do I have to speak in defense of the core? Is this, are we, are we, <laughs> are we, are we you'll have your time. Are we at that point yet? closing statement. Uh, speaking of which, John, any opening statements? Dan, anybody got an opening statement? No. No. Can I say that I'm shocked that neither Roland Emmerich or Dean Devlin was involved with this oh, movie in any way? It, it is Emmerich. Emmerichastic? Yes. It, it is below that quality line. Emmerichian? This makes 2012 look like just a masterpiece. No, no. Yeah, I never saw it. Have you you Sorry. have not seen those in close proximity like I have. I was thinking more like so. Stargate, but yeah. Well, Stargate at least had some like. Yeah, charm Independence to it. Day is 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 better than this for sure. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, no, come on. Yeah, yeah. This is um. Yeah, I don't want to spo- spoilers. I don't know. We'll find out later what I thought of it. The core begins on Green World Day, the city of Boston, yeah, in our in our lovely hometown. As a as a resident of the city of Boston, I can tell you, it doesn't look like that. That's clearly Vancouver. So I was impressed that they painted the T logo onto the bus. Even though it's the wrong bus. The bus looks t- totally wrong, but the yeah. logo is correct. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's funny because they're like, let's like, you know. <laughs> like tip let, our like, hat let's, it. Yeah. Let's, let's slap some like th- some Boston pastiches on here. Like have somebody walk past the camera eating clam chowder or something. But <laughs> <laughs> They had someone vomit up green to the street. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, we will film it in a city that is, that is beautiful and, you know, clearly not Boston. You know, Nothing bad ever happens in Vancouver though, so. Also, Green World Day, I just I want to make sure, because there's a lot of misinformation in this movie, I don't think Green World Day is an actual holiday. So let's get that as the first <laughs> no, scientific... Are you, are you saying that Green World Day, while a day, is not is not honored as a holiday? Are you saying it's I, not even a day? I think that, that may be the first scientific inaccuracy in the movie. It's not the last. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it similar to the World Peace Festival uh, as seen in the movie Spider-Man? Uh, they probably have something in common. The world. Does somebody one. own the rights to legitimate holidays that's preventing <laughs> them from just using actual Whoa, whoa, whoa. Earth Day? Earth is trademarked, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, everybody. It's Arbor Day. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, oh. the, you don't want to mess with the Arbor Day lobby. They are... Big Arbor yeah. is, is going to come get you. Can we say Tree Day? Nope. Mm-mm. It's too close. That, Our lawyers say that's yeah, too, too dangerous. How about Green well, trees are green, but you could no, get away with it no, if you throw in another word there. How about we earth? We technically no? don't. Mm. Do, you, do you know what the logo for Green World Day is? It's an earth. It's a blue it's the earth shaped as what? What's green? What? What's green, everybody? An apple. That's right. An apple. <laughs> they picked a red fruit. Predominantly red fruit. <laughs> Apples are sometimes green. It's not like they picked I a banana. I understand that they are sometimes green, but if you're picking a logo for Green World Day and you need to make the earth shape like something green... Picking an apple seems odd. John Syracuse says, someday you're going to eat a Granny Smith apple. It's going to blow your mind. I said, I understand that some <sighs> apples are green, but not a great choice 
for a green logo. The f- I feel like the fruit lobby has a big part in this movie between that and the whole like flambéing, uh, was it like a peach or an apricot or something later? Yeah, well, oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's for the people peach. in the meeting who didn't understand what burning is. I also, yeah, I have a lot, I have a lot to say about it. Yeah, well, well, Sorry, well, I didn't mean to skip ahead. No, no. Yeah, you're going to miss some important things because um, we, are, we, we see a bunch of yuppies one of whom says, let's go make $30 million, which I thought would be really funny if this movie didn't make $30 million, but it did. So, oh my God. Um, this movie guess, made $30 uh, million? I recognize that actor, too, and I, I thought he was going to be in the whole movie. You were dick. He looks <laughs> familiar. familiar. That was that was about the first of your disappointments with <laughs> the Instead, he slams his face into a glass table. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> it's a, it, I, it, that was what Lauren was saying. Uh, before I came in here, she said, I like the beginning where it's really creepy and people are dying. And then there was the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, so when I was watching the beginning, what I was thinking of is the Leftovers uh, HBO show. It The right. series opens with Mysterious a simil- similar thing. Disappearance, people, yes. Yeah, similar. Dis- but it's the same type of thing where either people die or they disappear. And if they happen to have been driving a car or, you know, doing something that needed a person there, all sorts of disasters happen. And if you compare, also, uh, like, flash that, forward. Yeah, same same type of thing. I think all those TV shows did this scene better than this movie by leaps and bounds, which is sad because it's supposed to be like movies have bigger budgets than TV shows and stuff. But it's not even close. Also, it seemed like maybe a lot of people had pacemakers, like a lot, like within that one particular area. Yeah, that, that, you know, young people, old people, it doesn't matter. Some people matter. Are, are just sensitive to electricity, man, in some Well, which is way. funny because immediately, even though I'd never seen this movie, my immediate thought when they started dropping dead was, oh, they probably all have pacemakers. And you then, are like, qualified yeah. to help save the earth. You are smarter <laughs> apparently, than everybody in the Apparently, I'm freaky good, guys. You are going to put you and Encyclopedia Brown in a capsule and just shoot you into the earth and good luck. I don't even know if the earth needs that. I'm not going to risk it. Down you go. Well, he's also smarter than everybody in the military in this movie. Whoa. Wow. So there's madness outside. There's a crane shot. There's a there's like buses <laughs> that shot. are slamming into things and a fire truck. And it's very bad. But we, we can't stay there long in Boston. Nope. <laughs> Boston. Uh, because we have to go to Chicago where Professor Aaron Eckhart is playing a trumpet into rocks. This is also, I love this scene. I wish they didn't cut away from that because I would have loved to have known what that was going to demonstrate. Like, <laughs> it's so he's, he's it's doing waves this. going through rock, man. Yeah, it's waves. He starts the demo and he gets interrupted. And I'm like, no, please continue. What was this going to show us? I would love I to just, know. I really appreciate that G-men always show up to recruit faculty while they're lecturing. And the average <laughs> yeah. research faculty member maybe spends two hours a week lecturing if it's like if it comes up that they're in their schedule. But this is the day of the big trumpet demo. So. But there's so many other hours where they're like they're at home, they're in a lab, they're sitting in their office, they're reading email. No one ever shows up to recruit you for your government project while you're like you're reading email. It's always in the middle of a lecture even though faculty don't actually spend that much time lecturing per week. Well, the, so, I mean the core does not wait. They might have been coming in just to comb his hair. Also, yeah, someone should have told Aaron Eckhart that the the frosted blonde tips were not not a thing for him. Don't work for him. It was 2003. That was uh There were a lot of mistakes were made in 2003. <laughs> I like the appearance of Glenn Morshower here. You may yes. know him as the guy who's always an agent in something and yep. except when he's steering the Enterprise. Well, no, he's not steering the Enterprise. He's he's like a security officer. So even in the future on the Starship Enterprise in Star Trek the Next Generation, he's also security. in security. He's always in security. He was in 24 as the same character. If by West character Wing. you mean he's a guy with some an earpiece. I mean this again. This is a movie I enjoy, but most of the characters don't really have more Except than like one are, dimension. There are characters. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's the French guy. He's French. What do you mean? He's French. That's all you need to know. He drinks wine. He likes cheese. I'm not entirely sure what Aaron Eckhart's scientist name is called, so I'm just going to call him Sexy Good Scientist. (laughs) I just call him Aaron Eckhart. He's Josh. He's Josh the scientist. He's our scientist pal. Okay. Well, but there's a lot of other scientists, so it's, you know. Yeah, but he's our scientist pal. Yeah, well, he's yeah. Scientist pal works for me. He is the palliest. I did. I did enjoy the line. So when Glenn Morshower comes to take him away, uh, I did enjoy the. Uh, I have a security clearance. I have a yeah. jet. I like. That. I I I don't know how you get security clearance without knowing about it. I feel mm. like that is a challenge. Well, he's a scientist, uh, Dan, so he's scatterbrained. Yeah. He's did he forget he know. had it, or did they just like give it to him? It could point. be assigned to you. That is not the stupidest thing in this movie. Uh, th- this military plays fast and loose with everything. Giving security clearances to people they haven't met, bringing a bunch of scientists <laughs> onto a base and letting them wander into the room with the dead bodies for dramatic effect. Right. You know, also just... creepy. One of the nicer, creepier moments in the movie, although I felt like they were walking. So they're taken to, I guess, back to Boston. Are they? But it's I never. It's, it's really Washington unclear. They, they, they're they going on a jet. DC at some point, and then they seem to be in Boston because that's where the dead bodies are. But they're walking, and they walk. It is creepy when they discover that it's a room full of dead bodies. But they're walking at it for a long time before they notice that there are tables with body bags <laughs> yeah. all over. It, they can right? only see what the camera sees, and also, like, why is that? You, if you're a military institution and you bring people onto the base. You said, okay, now let's let's arrange for things, you know, Vader style. So <laughs> funnel them so they enter the room with the dead bodies for dramatic effects. You Surprise! can't just tell them that people are that is, I assume that is, it was more like punked. Yeah. I mean, that is the definition of where you should give a trigger warning is when we are going to send you into a room that's literally just stacked with corpses and while well, you're chatting. The guy whose job it is in the army to uh, disclose what they're about to see had a pacemaker. So he died. <laughs> Uh, so also, uh, why I'm I'm just the the convenience of the fact that like his best friend is a high weapon scientist. I don't know where they met or like do they just hang out at like science club? Is that yeah. is that all scientists know each other? Yes, all sci- all the good scientists, you know, not well, the bad apparently, scientists. No. Apparently, the military has no scientists whatsoever because <laughs> they needed to bring these guys in special. Yeah. Then they needed to talk to them for thirty seconds, and then they decided, yeah, we flew you all the way out here, so <laughs> we're we gonna have a thirty second conversation, and the guy says. All right, not a weapon. I'm satisfied. You're free to go. That was. They it. should have considered email or maybe a phone call. Yeah, it would have been like, "Hey, you think this could be a weapon? No. Okay, done." To be fair, the military does have a scientist. That's who the bad scientist is uh, that we're about to be introduced. But, but you're wow. right. It does. They go a long way for for a moment where essentially what Dan did, which no no offense, Dan, that was really sure, that really was, good legwork. I mean, I've I've seen movies before, Jason. Uh, maybe if they had seen movies mm, before, they'd be on board with this. This is a world without movies. Um, but meanwhile, we can't we can't wait any longer. You're dismissed. It's not a it's not a na- matter of national security, so far as we know. Meanwhile, in London, is that where that's supposed to be? There London? are in Trafalgar is, Square. There are Trafalgar birds. Square. I mean, it's a disaster movie, except for Boston, Vancouver. Everything else is a place you're supposed to recognize. Yeah, I in, thought it was supposed to be Rome. I couldn't. That no, is Rome is later. Rome, the, Rome is later. the place later that is Rome when they melt oh, the right. when they melt the uh, the the Colosseum. But oh, uh, melt explode. Please. But here. <laughs> But here they're in they're in uh, Trafalgar Square where there are lots of birds, and uh, and then there's crazy bird action happens. Birds are flying, birds are breaking windows because something has happened that has driven the birds crazy and also increased their density to the point that they. <laughs> if you've ever seen it, I mean, all of us homeowners know that if you leave a window clear without like a sticker on it or something, a bird will it smash through bust it right through and yeah, just is, explode this, your window. Seen seriously, but it's it's basically comedy. It's like. Okay, you know, like it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Oh no, these birds! But it, 
how can you not laugh at this? How does it not play like comedy? Like I'm just saying, I'm glad someone finally had the gall to remake The Birds. The Birds. <laughs> in five minutes of the core. In five minutes. Hey, it turned out you didn't need the hour and a half or whatever. It's being filmed by a camcorder. Then someone drops the camcorder, and the camera shows what the camcorder is recording. It's like what that, movie? that was supposed to be like, like touching, like alas, they left it here. But it's just not. It's just... okay. So my favorite part about that is the fact that they established later on when they're like, "Oh, birds navigate with magnetism," um, which I had actually also remembered from a radio lab I heard uh, a few weeks ago. Um, but the, also a camcorder, which in that age is probably using magnetic tape, does not seem yeah, to suffer any fine. sort of ill effects from some sort of magnetic problem. Well, the tape the was magnetic white, stuff is very inconsistent. For example, yeah. people pa- people with pacemakers drop dead. Nothing else bad happens. Birds yeah. go crazy. Nothing else bad happens. Well, that little it's boy cries. That's pretty Narrow bad. spectrum. Narrow spectrum. Electromagnetic fear, interference. <laughs> I thought there was that one bird he points to at first who's dead, and it's like, that bird had a pacemaker. <laughs> it's on the bird radio waves. <laughs> Guys, don't don't make me lecture you on bird science. I am ready. Okay, not only do the birds have this super, like, the density of lead so they can smash through windows instead of just, you know, whacking them, but also there's a great scene where there's the double-decker bus driver who might as well just have the, the big beef-eater hat and go, Oi, governor! Because he's just, like, a special <laughs> I, guest appearance I, I by mean, John Cleese. And it he, was still not British enough to, to sell John on it. John thought it was Rome, even though it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just misremembering the movie because okay. a lot of it has left my head since I saw it two days ago. I just love the double take he does because there's there's a moment birds! like what, what birds and then what? everything goes badly for the double decker bus because also the, 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 crying, the crying child though because he's like and the London after cab. it all happens they just show the child's face and like not only has all this disaster taken place but a child is upset. <laughs> Don't forget the London cabbie who a bird like dives through the windshield like suicide bombs. (laughs) The kamikaze bird. Yeah, those windshields on those cars must be made out of, you know. I'm telling you, John, the magnetism weakened the glass in the Trafalgar Square area, clearly. Harden the birds, weaken the glass. Mm -hmm. Good news, though. It wasn't a weapon. No. No, we're safe. Yeah. It's not so a matter no, of national no security. Problems, England's not even yeah. in America. If, if you want to make a determination <laughs> about national security, talk to some dude you've never met for five seconds. He has a PhD. What more do you need? And and bleach blonde, you know, spiked hair <laughs> and a chin that won't. Stop. That just means that that just means he's cool. <laughs> The, um, the internet is used really well in this movie. We'll get, we'll get some more of that later. But I like the moment here where there's the basic uh, web search literacy, which uh, mm-hmm. basically they instruct, do a web search for weird things involving animals. And I'm thinking to myself, you've just described everything that's on yeah. the internet. Well, I think the most unbelievable part of this is that he has to bribe his graduate students to do what he wants. Graduate students do whatever you tell them. Your PhD students, like, oh, I'll, I'll sign off on your dissertations, no question. No, they, they always do what you tell them to do you don't need to promise them anything that's their your relationship and yet somehow he feels like oh what you want to do this web search for me i like the fact like uh jason said that the uh web search is like oh dude, sir i found this site called buzzfeed it's really <laughs> seems to have everything <laughs> we're looking for <laughs> about weird things involving animals oh i, I have a note on the pen- the penguin scene the pigeon scene the pigeon, uh, the pigeon scene is when I first noticed how terrible the score is for this movie. The music, I thought it was like, James Horner, and I feel bad in retrospect because James Horner actually writes decent music. But this guy is someone clearly trying to be James Horner, and it's kind of hilarious. I thought someone bought a CD of like canned movie soundtrack, mm. like dramatic scary scene, and like just oh, it's t- it's super bad. Like I don't, I don't. Well, he's a, how. he's a horror movie. Um, he's mostly slash, a, mostly slash a horror Tyler Perry score. Yeah. It is very generic. Well, weird things involving animals. I'm At sure least, I mean, 
The CGI pigeons don't look awful. Those are all CGI pigeons, and they don't look you, awful. You are recalibrating your no, sense Tony. of what looks awful. I assumed they were rubber pigeons that someone was standing off screen <laughs> and hurling at people. Dan, you just hate rubber pigeons. You can't that see much. the fishing line on those I pigeons. I thought someone was running a pigeon screensaver on top of a movie that was playing. <laughs> uh, I was going to say about the graduate students, one of them is a Cylon. Just FYI. Yes. yes. <laughs> I yes. didn't notice that. You got to watch that one. Yeah. Oh, and they're using their plan. T1 line, too. To yeah, thank this. God. To download Sailor Moon? Mm-hmm. And, do a, and then weird things involving animals. Yeah. yeah. That giant web search, which takes up, is all text, by the way, yes. is going to max out their T1 line. That's how the internet works, Dan. Yeah, if you're really picky about computers, you should probably stop watching this movie now. <laughs> it's too late. Oh, it just, it just gets better. Well, it was back when they... Remember when the movie people first learned a few words about internet? They learned firewall, and a lot of them learned T1 line. Mm-hmm. I don't think they was... learned anything else, John. I think they've been stuck with that for the last 25 no, you years. No, you don't hear T1 anyway. They you still hear firewall everywhere. Anyway, so. uh, the space shuttle makes an appearance, which, which um, Lauren pointed out is like... It's like, it's a period piece now. Hey, remember when we had the space shuttle and it did lots of unlikely things in movies? But here, the space shuttle, uh, captained by um, Hilary Swank, fresh from her fresh from her Oscar win. Oh, what What is she doing in this movie? Bruce Greenwood is captaining it. And Bruce, well, there's the commander and the pilot, and the pilot doesn't actually pilot it because the commander commands it. And and Bruce Greenwood is there. and But, but Hilary Swank, fresh from winning her Oscar, this is one of the first uh, roles she did after that. I hope they paid her a lot she of money. She probably filmed it before she won no, the Oscar. No, it's like three really? years later. It, it, two oh, years later. That's it's like, terrible. It's probably the first big deal she made, that cash-in, the old cash grab. I think this might be it. I think we may be listening. Hillary's Italian house here. I believe this is the shuttle Endeavor, which is the same shuttle they drove through Los Angeles yes. in 2012. Yes. <laughs> I hope they took it down in the L.A. River. It's very versatile, this one. It's way, I think it's way bigger than the scale of that crash actually implies. Like, when they crash it in the river, I've like, I don't know, have you guys seen a space shuttle in person? Because they're really, really I've also seen Greece. Those things are pretty big. Yeah, I guess that's true. I I just, I've uh, only ever been to it in Grand Theft Auto, so I don't know how big that river is. (laughs) That's pretty. That's scale. So this part of the movie is supposed to show us that Hillary Swank has exceptional skills in some area, and like she has exceptional skills in all areas. John, in fact, she's so competent. I don't know why anyone else is in this mission. <laughs> they could have just sent her. She can do everything else. But she hasn't yet learned what leadership means. Yes, that's, that's true. So, that's... so the computers are trying to work out like where is she supposed to land? She figures it out with a grease pencil, apparently. By yeah. I don't know, looking at a map, looking out the window, and saying flat spot there, go there, and then she has to get that confirmed. And it's just it. it I guess they're showing she's like a super nav. Does she have magnets in her head like a pigeon? She's a mm. good navigator? No, she doesn't. That's know. why she doesn't yeah, jump out really the window. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> that would be no good. The movie would be a lot shorter. <laughs> no, she she is she she's uh you know, she's a woman in the passenger seat and there's a man next to her who doesn't want to listen and ask for directions <laughs> and she knows and where to go. Willing, she's willing to think beyond Zing, the computer Am I simulation. right, man? Yeah. I'm sorry. I've I've fallen into to, to bad stand-up comedy now but that is sort of what this joke is right it's just like but i know but i know no nasa will no one at nasa listen to me i have a map right here hey bruce bruce oh, greenwood has captain starships okay yeah. he knows what that's he's true doing. let's just remember this is the only character that attempts to have an arc so 
Uh, they, they uh, of course, they're in downtown Los Angeles because of the magnetism. They fly over Dodger Stadium, and there's a moment where I can see that Dodger Stadium's in the background. And I think, hey, Dodger Stadium, and then of course, immediately cut to Dodger Stadium. Dodger fouls a ball off. The the uh, space shuttle comes over like right over the top of the stadium. Yeah, it's but like three feet o- over. It, but the, it's still got many minutes before it will actually need to land. So that's nice. Yeah. I caught an upgrade, <sighs> I think. But they land in the L.A. River. Uh, you may know it from various video games and uh, you know Terminator Two and many other many other uh, pl- things Greece, that have shown right? the L.A. River. Yeah, sure. The L.A. River is in everything. And they land, and they land it. And there's a there's a guy who's listening, uh, who's like welding things, wearing headphones, and he almost is crushed by the space shuttle. But in the end, he's spared. I, I, I like how there's a, there's a, a a section of the movie where they want you to think that the people who piloted this thing are in trouble. Like somehow this is their fault. <laughs> like you drove the space shuttle to the wrong place, and it's your fault. This expensive piece of machinery. Yeah, your career damaged. is over. Your career is over. They would be heroes for successfully landing. Right, you know, they're the guy who on the landed. Hudson. Yeah, exactly. They're the guy yeah. who landed the plane on the Hudson. I mean, it's like you flew into birds, you stupid pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you turn when you see the birds? I don't understand why the, the planet is a pretty big place, but you know, just look down and land on the runway that says space shuttle. Let's take a break so I can tell you about our good friends at Harry's. You've heard me talk about Harry's before. It's all about shaving. For many people, shaving is a pain. It's uncomfortable. It causes nicks and cuts and scrapes and razor burn. Shopping for razor blades is awful. The blades are really expensive if they're even in stock uh, behind that locked case at the drugstore. So Harry's was started by two guys who wanted a better product, and they didn't want to pay an arm and a leg to get it. They make their own blades. They bought the factory in Germany where the blades are made. And that means that you're getting factory direct pricing because you're buying from the people who own the factory. It's a better shave and it respects your face and your wallet. These are high quality blades and they ship for free to your front doorstep at about half the cost of the other big branded blades. There's a great starter set that they offer. $15 gets you a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. So why pay $32 for an eight pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? I've been using Harry's blades for a while. I love their shave cream, that light mint smell. I use it every day. Well, I don't go to an office anymore, so sometimes it's every other day. And actually one of the nice things about Harry's is you can figure out how often you need a refill, like I do since I don't shave every day anymore. I can uh, cut it back and like every month or two I get a new order through Harry's. I love the shave cream. They've also got a uh, a foaming shave gel if you prefer that. And I really like the blade. The uh, the handle is a really high quality uh, metal handle. And then the blades are uh, fantastic. They're not kidding when they say that they're they're uh, high quality. I understand why they bought the factory. Uh, so you too can experience this clean, close, comfortable shave and smell that nice mint shaving lotion. Here's how you do it. Go to harrys.com right now. Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in my coupon code, which is my last name, Snell, S-N-E-L-L, with your first purchase. That's harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter coupon code Snell at checkout for $5 off and join me in starting to shave better today. Stanley Tucci appears after this. Yay! I love Yay. I was excited to see him. I was like, please save me, but he didn't save me. <laughs> he makes some bad choices. I mean, isn't he in all of the Transformers movies? <laughs> I, I think he's better in the Transformers movies. I haven't seen those. So, Each one of know, them they're, they're, buys they're him terrible. a house somewhere, I'm just saying. <laughs> 
Hey, the man's a professional, okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I wish he did his, like, hammy Transformers performance here. He's so subdued. I'm like, you've got more than that. Really? That whole scene where he, like, starts foaming from the mouth later on? and like, eh, He has a little bit of it, but I, I don't think he plays, like, the effete, intellectual, arrogant guy as well as he plays the crazy, angry person. But there's a top-secret binder, guys. Yeah. That's the most important part. There's a binder. And it says top secret. We'll see it later, too. Because nothing keeps a binder, the contents of a binder, more secret yeah. than the big sticker on the front that says secret. Well, it's just like when the military guy tells the people. And just so you guys know, everything here is all totally cla- I think he says totally classified. And they're like, oh, yeah, to- totally classified. Right. That's pretty much how security goes in the military. It could Someone- not be more classified, guys. Someone reminds you. Oh, and by the way, everything I've just told you, totally classified. Mm-hmm. Yep. Check. Thumbs up, dude. That's how national security works. <laughs> yep. Totally is. The Northern Lights happen in Washington, D.C. Right. Hillary that Swank is considered gets in for crashing and Southern Lights. The Aurora yeah. appears over Washington. Yeah. The FBI uh, reappears and says, now we need you to come to the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Stanley Tucci is there. And they have there's, there's a little sparring between Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart about, like, uh, science. The, science. About sciencey things. And, uh, and, and a, a peach and, and some uh, air freshener is required to explain that the core of the earth has stopped spinning. I do enjoy the two of them working together to flame through a peach. Flambe! They weren't even explaining any of the, the concepts involving no. the problem. They were just like, suffice it to say there's a problem and the result of that problem is burning. Do you guys know what burning is? Wait, hang on. Let me demonstrate yeah. this. It is, it is purely for dramatic effect and not for science effect. Um, I mean, I mean, he is the, the use of the the peach as like this is the representation of the earth. Like that kind of makes sense, but I don't know. This whole part is a little ridiculous because you know, if anything, a giant military organization wants like PowerPoint slides and you know lengthy text documents. They don't want and and they know how amateur science. Works. Yeah, they're they're pretty up on burning. It could have been a lot more spectacular. Thank God, Aaron Eckhart forgot to pack his trumpet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm now going to play my trumpet in this peach. Trust me, it'll demonstrate. <laughs> oh, I've interrupted again. I, I like <laughs> using the peach to explain how the Earth like has a core. I think that was actually <laughs> for people who don't know what core means. That is that is an educational element of it in terms of also you know the peach is actually pretty representative in terms of you know the skin of the peach being relative to the crust of the Earth. But he calls right. to the congressional pages or the FBI interns or yeah. whatever for for a can of renews it or something, right? Yeah. And I I keep thinking like okay he's going to get the lemon glade and he's going to spray it and it's going to be one of those things like. Well, this is the solar wind, but looks what yeah. look what happens. It gets covered in this no, in the right. in the goo and all of that. Nope. And then at some point in the middle of it, I think he's like, "Oh, screw it! Let's just set this thing on fire. Maybe that'll get their attention." Because in a year, we will be this flaming peach. We will be peach flambe. I I like that scene because I don't know. I think it's silly as a funny ad hoc science demo. But you know what ruins it for me? When he drops the peach into the glass of water, it is clearly not a peach. Yeah, it's <laughs> clearly an apple. Some charcoal prop. And then I went and read, and they, for some reason, in a movie where no expense is spared, they could not find a good peach. So they took an apple and painted an apple to look like a peach. And it kind of looks okay in most of the scene, but not in all of it. The apple lobby has its fingers all over this movie. First the sign, now this. Oh, man. How much How much time and energy did some like prop hand spend like painting, painting an apple to look like a peach <laughs> instead of just finding a peach? And I think that that is a metaphor for this movie. Mm. Someone, someone ate all the peaches. How much time do they spend making uh, Aaron Eckhart's hair look so uh, carelessly... Must. That is their only chance of an Oscar. That is just that's how that's how Aaron Eckhart comes out of the box. Yeah. Everything else after that. <laughs> when you is hire him, you get that. Yeah. That's yeah, he everything else is aftermarket. Hair. That's that's default. Yeah, so this scene has the line that everyone made fun of that appeared in various videos of like, you know, the person saying 
we just can't get there. And he, and he says, yes. But what, what if, if we, we could? could? <laughs> uh, we can't. Ah, but what if we could? But, no, no, but, no. But hear we me can't out act, now. We can't actually we do could? that. But what, but what if we could? I also like how they describe what will happen when the core is, is shutting down, where they're, they're basically like, a plane will fall from the sky. Okay, well, we've got other planes. There will be super <laughs> storms everywhere. All right, well. Not okay. scaring me yet. I don't what do the Aurora Borealis will be visible everywhere. That sounds <laughs> kind of pretty, actually. I would be okay with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, um, cut to, we're in the desert. Out in we Utah, meet another scientist. And we meet Delroy Lindo. He I is a man with a plan. He has so a many laser good drill. Character actors. He has in apparently this movie. unlimited funds. <laughs> he has a laser drill. He has a magic. Well, he's, he works for the government, and he's obviously this is a boondoggle that's been going on for a long time. He has a laser drill. He has a magic box that has a mouse in it. That it, and you shoot the box with the laser, and the mouse is fine. And since I, the abyss, they've been legally required that science demonstrations <laughs> include a mouse. Seem, I yeah, had that like same that is, thought. I thought I hope contractual. I hope there's like hyper oxygenated fluid inside that box because the mouse can breathe it. Do you know how many mice they killed filming that? <laughs> I mean, they'd all be dead by now anyway. That movie was <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they have a very don't don't let it drop you. Unless one of them got into a longevity experiment with like calorie restriction, but that, you call that living, really? But there's but there's that scene where they like I I have I put this mouse in a box and I fire a laser at it and the box is fine and I'm sitting there thinking, well, the applications for this technology are non-existent. <laughs> Thanks, Delroy Lindo. No, no, your they have dollars. exactly one application, Jason, to build a ship <laughs> covered in unobtainium. Unobtainium. That's like the best part about this movie. Well, at, at least they made it as a joke. At least they're yes. like, you know, like he says it as a joke. It's not like sure. Avatar where it said seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To... That's ridiculous. Now we meet our hacker friend. Oh, oh DJ Qualls. Oh, goodness. Rat Finch. <laughs> Actually, God, pick a better hacker name. <laughs> think, but no, J- Dan, he got in on the ground floor. His handle is Rat. It's not oh, like, like Rat like 1991 <laughs> or Rat. At, at, at Rat. He's, yeah, yeah, Rat on no, Twitter. No, he got in ground floor. That's that's how good a hacker he is. Four dude. years before Twitter launched, he was there. Yeah, he's not Rat spelled with a four. I mean, he's, he's doing great. <laughs> and he's when we first see him, he's purging the memory core. Huh? Core? Hmm? He's yeah. stuffing floppy disks down the sink. Yeah. At least he might have all the microwave CDs floppy disks. <laughs> He's Think got magnets. This. He's got magnets. He's doing some no, magnetizing. Yeah, he does have magnets, but the floppy disks, his best bet is, let me try to shove these down the drain. All of them, by the way, are larger than the diameter of the drain. I assume he has a garbage disposal. <laughs> it's a garbage disposal. Can we, garbage can we back disposal. up, John? The first problem is that he is a hacker with floppy disks. And there are magnets on the garbage disposal. There's, the nothing, there's nothing worth having on floppy disks, even in 2003. Maybe he has like some shareware he hasn't paid for. In- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those were all like leftover AOL discs. I don't know. But I don't think a single one fits in the drain. Like that scene is not very long, but like it, he's supposed to go through the motions he of trying know. to shove. But they're they're not going to fit. They're simply not going to fit down the are drain. You, he's a hacker, not a physicist. Suggest- yeah, I mean, he's a, a, like a misfit who's being raided by the FBI. He shoves a bunch of CDs into a microwave. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he has ten guys with guns bust in, and he tells them these are not computers. He is not a mastermind. Well, you know, how many languages do you speak? I speak one <laughs> one zero one zero zero. The way hey, that sounds like something computers do. Threatening, so threatening. Oh, and then, and then it culminates in him making the twenty six hundred tone into a cell phone <laughs> on a digital phone uh, with like yeah. aluminum yeah. foil. I yeah. do. Yeah, you I do. Know, yeah, free long distance forever. The almost plausibility of like you got so close to something that is actually a real story right. about wrong, getting free long distance. Wrong couple of decades, but. Yeah. 
So close, I mean, though. Yeah, you know, it was two thousand. Points for proximity. I do not have a great deal of respect for our hacker friend through the how many languages do you speak, through the the line you want me to hack the planet, um, yep. and the fact that he demands xenotapes and a bunch of hot pockets. Like, yep. Dude, Bad Delroy Lindo got like a billion dollars to build the like laser mouse box. Aspire higher. <laughs> yeah, it is really unclear why they need this guy on the <laughs> team. They need him the to control the flow of information. I felt like they just needed to have a hacker in the movie. Like, I don't understand. He's in the command center later. Yeah. And it's like, couldn't you, couldn't you outsource this? Like, why, why, why is he in the same room? Like, shouldn't he... everybody else has like their serious desks and he's got all his little toys and mm-hmm. all everything. And it's like, you think it's safe to have the world's best hacker hanging out in the room? But that's fine. He's playing it Pong. kind of feels he's like he was Pong. some kind of it's late fine. edition where like, your movie doesn't have enough young people in it, you know. Old a- old astronaut is not pulling in the demographic. Who is he attracting? Who is this? Who is this actor attracting <laughs> to the movie? Young teenage girls, maybe. I believe he. I think T.J. Coles was actually in a bunch of dumb like teenage comedy mm. movies. So I think he. I think he's in a. He is their lowest bid attempt to get into <laughs> that market. That's why they give him all the funny lines. Oh wait. Yeah, I speak one. <laughs> so Hillary Swank gets to fly a new mission. They they've decided not to blame her. For the Earth's core stopping and 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 her having to land in the LA River, yeah. Um, and there's a little aside here, a little planting a seed for a plot development later on, which is that this that destiny we hear about, and it might be something important that Stanley nah, probably, Tucci is not going to come yeah, up again. But I'm sure T- Stanley <laughs> Tucci is a perfectly above board scientist, and destiny is like I don't know, like some nice experiment where he's going to make gorillas talk or something. I'm sure I thought fine. he was just programming that Bungie game years before it came yeah. out. Yeah. I was disappointed when I found that it wasn't spelled the same way. Yeah. yeah. He, it's very important, though, because later on he needs to spell it out for everybody yep. and exactly what it means. It's, it's sad we're never going to get the follow-up project, Destiny's Child. Oh, God. That was bad. Wow. Rough. Yeah. You think this movie's bad? Uh, <laughs> I do, Tony. I do. <laughs> Unlike Man. you, apparently. I, you know... I. <laughs> I love this movie for what it is. I was going to say he really likes spelling things because then he explains the concept of mad. Yeah, I mean, this was far enough after the cold board that you could have to explain that, I guess. Yeah, but he had to spell it, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, people don't know. How to, it might be spelled in a strange, like with an umlaut or something. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. He is not spelling it for the other scientists the character is standing in the room with. He is spelling it for the audience that is, you know, presumably in a mildly altered state watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, the soundtrack has started mm-hmm. to eat away. There you go. <laughs> so the, the screenplay itself is all that's required to get you uh, out of your right mind. Um, let me outline our plan, and then we get a montage. Now, unfortunately, it's not an 80s musical montage. It's more of a narrated montage. Yeah, we got a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Warning, we have voiceover. We have disinterested voiceover. We're going to build a laser mouse box ship and yep. fly it, except not in the air. We're going to fly it downward into the core and we're going to blow some stuff up and that's going to solve everything. Yeah. yeah! If we if we detonate a bomb, is there anything a bomb can't do? It can destroy asteroids. It, it spins the, the core. core. Yeah. Like if you're having can't a love, relationship John. problem, we can get it into that love. relationship it and can't. detonate a nuclear bomb. It can't love. It can teach other people to love though, Tony. Uh, has that been proven? It's I think that's an open the core. Well, if, oh. if they, they should have had the, the uh, nuclear weapons. That's an open as, problem. As characters in the movies, they'd be saying, I am not a gun. I'm actually a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You, you're suggesting a sequel to the core where the bombs have like personalities and chat and funny robot they voices? They could give the leads a run for their money, I feel like. <laughs> They're like portal turrets. Okay. Yeah. It's nice that everybody gets to go on this mission. Like, 
all the scientists, the guy who made the laser. <laughs> yeah, everybody except the hacker guy. He has to yeah. survive. But this is my kung fu, and it is strong. Uh, let's not repeat any of his lines. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's There's a lot of time <laughs> talking about kung fu. They, he thinks he's really cool, and I think at times, I think the movie thinks he's really cool. He is not really cool. He's really not cool. Jason, remember, 2003, what did popular culture think hacking looked like? Yeah. It's just, I think it's simply a product uh, of I think time. this is, no, I think this is behind the times either, even uh, for hacking. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like the floppy disk in 2003, that just strikes, they were off a little bit. This is, what, eight years after Hackers came out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it should be a little more advanced. And, and the net, Hackers in the net came out the same year. What a magic year that was. Yeah, so they're starting in the Marianas Trench, I guess, because they want to go through as little Earth as possible. But in the grand Which scheme is not, of things. That's also... Through? Not geologically correct. No, it out. no, it, I, I had that same note, which is thicker there. They're, they're saving so. seven miles out of like a two thousand mile trip. They're not also, saving seven. Miles they're out. They're not saving. Though. It's thicker there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Science. Is that because it like divots in? Basically, I mean, it's just it's a place in the middle of the ocean that has right. a name that you would recognize. Mm-hmm. So they even they mislabel it. The the like they they say that it's in the wrong part of the Pacific. Don't worry. Move along. Yeah. And- and in exchange for getting this place where they think, like, oh, we're going to a big hole because that gives us a head start, the only thing they have to contend with is the massive pressure of the ocean sitting on top of them, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to starting in the air, maybe. But Don't worry, though, because their ship, you know, deals with pressure just fine. Also, it's a place where it, they think it'll be a shortcut, but also there's a risk of earthquakes, so it'll be extra dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing about a movie. If, if you have a movie where people, like, travel to the center of the Earth, you either do Jules Verne, where it's just nonsense down there, right, because you don't know what it is, or your entire movie is super boring because it's all dark and it's all filled with rock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I wondered how they were going to handle this in this movie, because I'm like, <laughs> if that's going to be half of the movie where they're just tunneling, like maybe it'll be like a, a, a locked room mystery where they'll be at each other's throat in the ship or something like that. Well, that's that's giving this movie a lot of credit, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, what are you going to do once they start tunneling? Like, there's nothing to see. I guess right. you can look at a screen to see how far you're going to go. But the way they handle it is, guess what? The Earth is filled with mostly what looks like empty space with a bunch of rocks floating <laughs> in it. It's like, John, this is, John, this is not somewhat interesting movie club. This is bad movie yeah. club. <laughs> this is true. You 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 make a strong I point. I still like all the people in this podcast who are angry that the bad movie club featured a bad movie. So <laughs> you guys you guys you guys are great. There are different categories of bad movie, as you may be aware. Well, we'll wait till final judgment. <laughs> no, so. wait, no, that's not what we're calling it. I mean, sorry, legally distinct final judgment. Yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> till till toward the end of the podcast opinion time. Statement, closing statement time. Okay. Time for a sponsor break. Let me tell you about Loot Crate, a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items. So here's how it works. You have until the 19th of any given month at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So get in before the deadline by going to lootcrate.com slash Snell, that's my last name, and enter code Snell at checkout to save $3 on any new subscription. Now, if you get in by February 19th, you will get February's crate, which is dedicated to all the fun and fantastic games we love to play, break out the dice, the cards, the controllers, from tabletop to video, board games, card games, RPGs, and more. Um, I'm really looking forward to this one because I love games and I bet you love games too. Loot Crate 
It's like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. They ship to nine different countries, more than nine countries, in fact. So if you're outside of the U.S., I am talking to you too. There's more information on the site. It's more than just a subscription service. There's a whole community that goes around the whole Loot Crate unboxing experience. Uh, and the company guarantees $40 or more in value in every crate, sometimes a lot more. All of this for less than 20 dollars a month and every month there's a different theme like gaming so if you don't make the february crate the march crate is just around the corner it'll have another awesome theme so check it out loot crate lootcrate.com slash snell enter code snell at checkout to save three dollars on any new subscription and thanks to loot crate for sponsoring the incomparable uh, I, I, we also missed where Rome uh, gets hit by a static discharge that melts that is everything. Also, that's that's later. We also you, what you did miss was that there are whales, and that's very important. Yeah, they are surprisingly sprightly whales. That's foreshadowing. They move at dolphin speed. I feel like I'm pretty sure Italy gets melted before we meet the whales. No, it's no, I thought that, that's later. <laughs> that's, that's later. It's, it's when later. the static yeah. discharge builds up because DJ Qualls is in the like control room and it's all like, oh, Rome looks really bad. According to my weather forecast, where it looks partly cloudy. <laughs> yeah. Also, the um, in Rome. I don't know. I've got I've got it in my notes here that that they do. This is my kung fu and it's strong. And then we get to see Rome, and then and then they go to the Marianas Trench. Anyway, the w- reason you know it's Italy, just as, as a tip, is in about two seconds there's like espresso machine and soccer <laughs> on the TV, and it's like, yes. hey, it's they they should just have the Pope walk in and go, it's a me. <laughs> And then that'd, we would be, be said, not the Pope. No, no, the Pope talks just like Mario. Did you not know that? That's what even even the popes from other countries, when they get and they're named the Pope, they just talk like Mario. This is a it's a it's a rule anyway. The lightning effects in the in the Rome scene so were bad, pretty much Sharknado level. Like I was, that's what the movie that came to mind most. It, yeah. Also, please explain to me how lightning striking the Colosseum, which is a not that big and uh, likely to it, attract also lightning, made of rock. also made of rock. Then it's a strategic gasoline reserve. Enough yeah. electricity to <laughs> no, that, explode. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> to my knowledge, as a not real scientist, you have to put a lot of electricity into a rock to make it explode. <laughs> is it possible that electricity is attracted to famous monuments? Because, well, that's. I mean, you know, yeah. We're not going to blow up anything that you don't recognize. It is. A, it's a well known fact that disasters are attracted to well known monuments. Well, the older a rock. Uh, building is the more electricity builds up in its core now wait a second jason if you play the trumpet near these buildings what happens they would explode that's why oh, you play the see, trumpet you get interrupted on sample you rocks. Explain. <laughs> the poor victor emmanuel monument too also gets blown up here which is uh yeah with all the horse sculptures on it mm-hmm. and everything very sad very sad the the point is that 52 minutes into this movie they finally get on the ship and they do, are visited by whales was um, anyone else concerned that those whales probably have cancer from having that X-ray thing? <laughs> oh, thank them? you. Yes, I I thought the same thing because there's yeah. that one scene where Hillary Swank tweaks the X-ray thing, and then a person walks past the thing. Yeah, the I was like, like that, that person, person has cancer now. Dead. Sorry. <laughs> look, look, people are gonna die. We're trying to save the Earth here. Go through three feet of lead, but it's harmless. Don't worry. Those whales are just gonna glow in the dark forever. That's there's <laughs> no way that will be a downside. <laughs> Those whales have free long distance forever. (laughs) (laughs) I was also, I was concerned as they are experiencing the dramatic underwater earthquake that's totally just here because we don't want them to just take off easily. Like, they're just really getting rattled around and, like, they don't, they're just in jumpsuits. Like, they don't have any, like, I felt like they should be wearing hats or, you know, (laughs) or something. I also like the scene where where Bruce Greenwood reminds them to fasten their seatbelts. 
Yeah, my question at this point is like, why are they steering? I mean, later they tell you why they're steering, but like, you know, you're going through the Earth's core. It's pretty much a straight shot. Like, isn't it just down? Yeah, like, yeah. Shouldn't we just be going down the whole way? <laughs> gravity, gravity really helps you out there. I have a, I have a positional uh, question here, which is they're going straight down, right? I mean, the whole movie, they're just going straight well, down. But they're not. They're well, all over the place because they have yeah. to dodge like yeah, parts but, that but they my, can't go through is, or something. It seems like the way the ship is laid out, it's like a ship that's designed to go like a ship, which yeah, 45 is 45 degrees, which is right. straight. Um, yeah. as opposed to being like built on on like levels where you have to climb up because they're going down and and they're headed straight down in the into the ocean to the bottom of the ocean and they're all riding it like they're skimming across it's a the train. surface. It's yeah. a train. I will also tell you, Jason, to insert some more science. As you get closer to the Earth core, gravity, gravity is going to diminish rapidly. Yes. Well, that's and they true. don't well, deal they, with they, that. They didn't have the budget for that, though. Yeah, they I mean that would budget. just you know yeah that would that did, would. They, it would be cumbersome to have all those scenes later on ladders. You know, yeah. the, the actors don't want to do that. But they do Seven make a point of around. showing you the internal thing that's on pivots. And they say it pivots up to 45 degrees. And it's like, if you could have made that 90, it would have been a lot more comfortable than the strip straight <laughs> down. You know, well, we made the cabin pivot 45 degrees. So if you don't tilt more than 45, you'll still be level with the ground. It doesn't matter. They doesn't that move. mean we have to travel twice as far to get to the Earth's core? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they also didn't design the pods to eject unless they were damaged, which seems like an oversight. Right. And, and it's really lucky that they dam- They managed to damage them in order from back to front. Yeah. Because if they damaged one in the middle or in the front, <laughs> that would have been a real problem. Ship gets blown off i i i did like how um the script actually does complain about that and delroy mm-hmm. lindo basically says look you made me build this damn thing in three months yeah. <laughs> i was i i made lots of decisions that I, are still stupid. there was probably an easier way to do that <laughs> probably um the ship they so they, they go into the the, or the into the earth everybody cheers the ship looks like it's a worm in a tunnel um, a tunnel with nothing in it. With nothing in it, that there can well, be a camera shot pulled back that shows them passing through it, like like it's a lobby, like I, a yeah. big a glowy lobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like something out of Tron. And if you if you figure out how fast they have to be going to get there, it took them like what forty hours or something to get there. They're making good headway through the Earth. <laughs> well, it's a straight shot, straight right. down. Well, as I was saying, like, where does the where does the rock go? Well, and it's a, a laser with no resistance. Please, it's a laser. There's just. There's not a lot of traffic. The, the laser, the laser makes the rock just vanish into like right. It goes, it goes someplace else. Like it certainly doesn't become a gas because we saw like the hole close behind them when they went in. So where is that gas going? Hmm. You know, when there's no traffic, it's really easy. See, John, you're you're confused. You're dealing with like Massachusetts travel time. Like if you get out in the Midwest, <laughs> like, you get from like like Dallas to Omaha in like two and a half hours. Nobody so. else is down there. Yeah, yeah. That laser, that laser no is waiting. very impressive for cutting the path in front of them until they encounter a, a purple geode. crystal, a gem. Yeah. yeah, and so like it can cut through everything, but that purple crystal's like, oh, no, we're we're gonna have to take this one out with the blowtorch. I thought that scene was actually kind of imaginative. It's also stupid. Like, most yeah. Well, I had the moment of like, please tell me they have to go outside. Please tell me they mind. have to go well, outside. Oh my god, they're actually going, going outside. I mean, that I mean. I appreciate that probably like, you could tell a lot of there were a lot of compromises when they were making this script because it's like, are they really just <laughs> the going to be in the, for the last hour and a half of the movie? Like, that's kind of boring. It's like, yeah. all right, we'll come up See with a reason every for them space to go movie ever. And it's like, why did they bring suits to go outside? That doesn't make any sense. They were expecting to go like they didn't even know this was here. They were going to go outside in the lava part. Like it's in case they needed to eject in the center of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> they might fall the upward. Would just shoot them up, and they would immediately hit the edge of the tunnel and die. Well, in case there's like a, a, a cave down there with dinosaurs in it. That that, that was. I mean, yeah, well, they, don't go outside could. in the cave with dinosaurs. <laughs> go outside in the cave that's not dinosaurs. That's why they bought yeah. the, brought their giant dinosaur hunting guns Guys, too. 
I'm a trained Boy Scout. Don't get out in the cave with dinosaurs. <laughs> Go to the other cave without Also, dinosaurs. don't get out when you're inside the Earth where the pressure That's is like... so high that you'd be crushed into a diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, there's nothing that happens in this movie that is surprising or scientifically accurate. Yes, and this is this is one of those moments where they need to have a thing where they have to go outside and fix the ship. They need it, mm-hmm. and also because we need to start picking off people. They need it so that they can have a you know a tragic death and they can amp up and a sacrifice. And this is it is it's paint by numbers, right? Like it yeah. is literally you can you can, every single development that happens in this movie is telegraphed. It's, and, yes. and even when they do the things, like all the things that we've seen before, we've seen the scene where you make the noble sacrifice. We've seen the, yep. you know, we have to go outside or we have to repair the ship. Who's going to do it? Is that like all those things we've seen in other movies? And every one of them that's done in this movie is done worse than I've ever seen it done in any I, other I, movie. I was it's watching with a friend, and we were trying to like lay out odds on like, all right, which of one, which of them dies first, and in which way do they die? And we're like, all right, the asshole like has to eventually redeem himself by like sacrificing himself. Nobody, oh, the French guy, he's totally got written off there, like. You can just you can pretty much just figure out like who is going to make it and who is not going to make it within the first thirty seconds of meeting them. Yeah, yeah. And so when Bruce Greenwood dies, like he always does in movies like this, <laughs> he's got he's got Sean Bean disease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's gonna you know he's gonna be he's a, you like him you root for him and you know he's gonna die and everybody's gonna be sad and then somebody else is gonna be inspired by his death. So when they you know. It, Aaron Eckhart plugs in his oxygen to save the ship and they fix things. One of things the stupidest and... sacrifices ever that he does secretly is like, is there any oxygen anywhere? Uh, I'm sure the stuff in this suit can power a blowtorch. Blowtorches yeah. don't use too they, much oxygen. They use the they? same plugs and everything. Yeah, I was going to say they're super the compatible. Oxygen doesn't need to be Thank under God. pressure, does it? But here's, here's the thing that I love most in that scene as he's as he's dying is apparently ox- when, when they said, Aaron, okay, you have no oxygen. And he's thinking, what would that be like? How do I act like somebody who has no oxygen and can't breathe anymore? And you know what he does? He he makes that, an interesting creative decision. He says, "I'm going to just make it like I hold my I'm, like I'm holding my breath." <laughs> so we, seriously, instead of like trying to breathe, because you'd be breathing and all you'd be getting is carbon dioxide, and it would be like like again to go back to some movie. I mean, like like 2001 or like The Abyss, where you've got these things with people with breathing problems. Instead, it's like. <gasps> He just holds his breath until he dies. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's interesting they didn't learn anything from the Apollo right. program. They're apparently filling their, their suits with pure, pure oxygen. oxygen. Well, <laughs> it's different when you're <laughs> under pressure at the core. It's totally, the rules are totally different. What are you talking about? Well, it's about? good because they, they let him bring his cigarette too. So it's all going to work out Oh, my God. <laughs> Let, let's focus on the idea that like this thing has just tunneled through the Earth's crust and it is hung up. On one purple crystal yeah. stuck yeah. into its snout. After yeah. crashing impervious to lasers. other ones. Impervious to lasers. Yeah. It's a special laser crystal. I think they were trying to say it was like too close for the lasers or yeah. something. It, like, don't, what do you mean too close? They're it. tunneling through the earth. They I don't, weren't I don't prepared understand. to be in that void with the geode, which was a beautiful thing that they never thought would uh, would be there. But of course, by puncturing into it, they've, they've allowed lava to come in. Yeah. And can- once lava starts falling from the ceiling, they said... I guess we can hang out here a little longer. It's yeah, you know, okay. especially since they could just wait right. and the lava would exactly. melt. Exactly, that <laughs> right. was what I was we were thinking. <laughs> well, like, not that purple crystal because that's not going anywhere. Apparently, it's lava. Yeah, and I guess that they would. Yeah, I don't know. They probably need to get out of there. You so. already built a ship that can obviously withstand magma because you're driving through yeah. it most of the time. But they need to be able to shoot the, you know, cut that crystal out because the why? crystal's no good. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, because they, they, they said so. Why they yeah, they don't. I mean, it's <sighs> don't worry about it. 
Like you can make up like how about the engine stalls? Like it's not really yeah. difficult to come up with some other reason why they might be stranded other than po- crystal is poking into our nose. <laughs> the other the other sad thing is you have the scene where old astronaut dies and he falls and it's like is he going to be okay? And it's like he falls into the lava. And it's like <laughs> well, he's sure not going to be okay. I think as he's soon as fine. the lava goes into his helmet and it's clear that it's melting into his brain, it doesn't matter yeah. what happens to him. After I just that. that scene bothers me because people wouldn't sink into lava, so you only sink into stuff that you know the density. So it, it, it might catch on be, fire, you, but that didn't happen. Yeah, you'd sit on top of lava. It'd be bad for you but they're also be... standing like two feet from lava yeah it's I like would've... take a step back you know <laughs> yeah. should i just stand here on the edge in... he's standing in front of the laser mm. like uh, in my notes it said he deserves to die for standing in front of that laser because no matter what you're doing don't only stand turn on three of, of the lasers also though. let's let's take a couple steps back if we're gonna go outside the ship why are you gonna send the commander everybody went like pretty much everybody left the ship it's <laughs> he's like, totally cooking i want to see the the crystals there's just it's like the somebody geode. somebody needs to stay inside so I think uh, Hillary Swank stayed inside, right? Yeah, she. Oh, yeah, she Le- did. she's learning about leadership or something. Yeah, exactly. A- anyway, they do. They do saw. They use a chainsaw to saw through the that they have with them in case a blowtorch. They blow need torch. to get out. Blowtorch, blow yeah. whatever. They, the they, oxygen they, power. In case they need to get out and do things, um, and they go back inside, and everybody's sad because Bruce Greenwood has died in the. He had a. He got like lava in his brain, and <laughs> he then died fell stupidly back the lava. because yeah. they had previously seen lava is falling from the ceiling they could also see where it was falling from Mm -hmm. and he continued to stand under the place where the lava is falling without looking up french scientist makes a precise uh calculation that they have exactly three minutes until the lava gets all all their math is done in their head all the scientists scientists. means you you do math in your head without ever writing anything down on the spot in the moment and it's accurate all the science in this movie is improvised uh mind-blowing precise and there is a line later where it's like so we need to do this and then have these things off and everything's going to be within a few inches and within a few seconds of each other no problem they totally ignore that (laughs) they have a plot point later where one of them does a math error and throws everything off so science is not an exact science people okay yeah, yeah, they t- this movie kind of delights in i mean i guess specifically with the the you know snooty arrogant science delights in sort of an anti-intellectual like ridiculing the scientists every time they try to say or do something to say ha ha something you don't know about scientists that proves that science is wrong there's a lot about like these guys should probably write some stuff down well yeah hillary swank had a grease pencil so that made her the best navigator in the world and everything worked out great for her but these scientists just walking around saying stuff no good what was she writing with that grease pencil try to try to puzzle that out did no one stop and and like at least enjoy the part where science is apparently so important in this world that a scientist gets stopped and asked for his autograph, just like mobbed for his Happens autograph. All time. He's very all the time. he's he's the Neil deGrasse Tyson of, uh, and, and he also I think says, Carl, do you Carl know Sagan, who I clearly. am? Like no scientist ever pulls yeah, that. No. <laughs> Even Neil deGrasse Tyson is not pulling that. No. Uh, so mm. so when they go back inside after Bruce Greenwood has died, and it's very sad. Aaron Eckhart is sad. He's bummed out. He's he's re- he's uh he's been revived from his oxygen when he was holding his breath too long. And uh, Hilary Swank and he share a moment because she's sad because Bruce Greenwood died. And I really delighted in this. There is a tossed off line where he says, who's steering the ship? And she says, ah, video screen autopilot. Why did you use that the whole time? We've been white knuckling this entire trip. And now all of a sudden it's like, I just got it on the autopilot. We're doing we're doing good. It's right here on my iPad. Don't worry about it. Yeah, she had an iPad. It was forward looking. It's like, I don't have to pay that much attention. This thing practically flies itself. I mean, seriously, we're just going straight. (laughs) Down. Just keep going down. Just keep going down. Don't turn left. Can't can't miss it. Can't miss it. Wasn't that the slogan for this movie? The only way out is in or the only way out is through? What was the (laughs) tagline? I don't think this movie has a slogan. <laughs> no, I think was, I think it was unless I'm thinking of another movie where they tunnel through, which is possible. It was like the only way out is in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is the only way out is in. Is this oh one? My also, God. elsewhere it suggests 
Earth has a deadline. Oh, I've <laughs> seen that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, don't go, don't go through anything black. You know that's or static. That's diamond, and I guess it can't cut through that because diamonds. reasons. John, it's like skiing. Black diamonds are bad. Yeah, very, very difficult. And, the, and they're sort of. I like how the diamonds are sort of like it. It is seriously as if they're going through an ocean the whole time because everything is yeah. fluid and things are floating in it and they're swishing and floating through the. Thing, I mean, that's I guess. kind of what the mantle is like. Well, we don't know that. Did you not learn? What do you mean we don't know that? <laughs> I mean, geologists know that. Yeah. Well, do they? I mean, science is really—it's kind of just whatever you want it to be. There could be dinosaurs down there. We don't know. <laughs> science is what you believe, Tony. John, <laughs> we we were taught that sci- that the Earth is like a peach, or sometimes an apple. You're not paying attention <laughs> to that part. That is literally the one educational component of the of the movie, and it was lost on you. I just learned about burning. That was, I mean, that was that was for dramatic effect. That was not educational. I don't know. It seems it seemed like an awful lot of swishing around and dodging and moving, and because they they have to make it seem vaguely exciting and not just like a dark hole that you are in. Like we're on a train ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, well, the, I mean, the the thing doesn't know how to deal with empty space, so it's just as well. Yeah, they didn't plan for that. I don't know. So then uh, they're breached by a pokey diamond. Mm-hmm. Um. The, so so the French guy has to go back to get the things with numbers on them that are like mm-hmm. bomb tickers or something. I mean, now now that one person has died, like it's like we now, just gotta now kill somebody on. like, like yeah. every 15 We're minutes. We're in season like, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta like, somebody's gotta go. Sorry. So so uh, he gets uh, he gets locked in the back and uh, Aaron Eckhart yells at Hillary Swank to open the door but she learns an important lesson about leadership. Uh, <laughs> That's what my notes is. Does she, does she live in, learn an important lesson? Which is to ignore everybody and, and be a coward and not open the door her, and try I to save I think her lesson guy. was like, I know if everything goes okay, you're not a leader. So make sure people die mm-hmm. and make sure you let them die. Guys, I'm going to choose I'm going to choose my words carefully here, but I think that may be the stupidest scene in the movie. Um when <laughs> when, he's, when he's squished into the room yeah, where things where are getting closer to him. <laughs> where like like where a bunch of interns are pushing props toward yeah. his face. He's, <laughs> and his face is like this room is really small. And like and like really and even though the room itself is being crushed by the Earth's pressure, like the camera is still fine up oh, until it's all the fine. very last minute. We can't minute. see them, but we can see him. I my notes say he dies very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and embarrassingly, with little dignity, he was good enough to put down all his important equations in a notebook that it was discard from his daughter's like kindergarten class yeah. or something. Mainly, I thought that scene could have been not the worst scene in the entire movie if we didn't see his face on the little video camera. It might have just been bad <laughs> As instead of push the, the little worst metal scene. beam closer to his face. <laughs> like if it had just been audio of him. Like you know, sure, that would have been way better. That would have been, been a hundred times better. And that's the kind of choice the director of the core doesn't mm. make. I was waiting for the lava to flow in and kill him, and instead that's it's too like expensive. it's like metal shelves keep crushing him until he goes. Uh. <laughs> it really just looks crowded. It doesn't. Uh, no yeah. real pressure there. It's like someone keeps putting this metal in my face, but he, otherwise it's like. But as soon as he gives up, as soon as he's like, uh, then cut to outside, thing ejects, crumpled like a tin can. Yeah, that's all you needed to show was the bad CG crumple thing. We get it. He's in there. It's crumpled. French guy. Also, why are those timers so large? Well, they have to hook, they have to connect to an old timey nuclear bomb that's been sitting in a a Cold War. Seven segments are essential for a nuclear bomb. They're like like rack mounts, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they have to interface with Cold War technology. Look, look, Delroy Lindo only had three months, okay? Yeah. (laughs) 
okay. He's just using whatever he has on hand, just whatever's left over. Mm-hmm. Also, um, the the damning uh, attack that uh, Aaron Eckhart makes on Hillary Swank is, mm-hmm. I was two inches from him. Other than like you were, we dragged you through a whole other room and closed a second set of doors, so he wasn't too. He was, yeah. but it's okay. door was kind of slowly closing. Compartment. Yeah. yeah, the movie did take its time. Like I, when he was making that argument, I was like, you know, the way that was shot, it really did seem like there was time. Yeah, yeah. I thought when the door, she just well, opened yes, the door. right? I thought when the door closed, I was like, oh, he's dead now. Oh, wait, no, let's talk to him for five minutes. Yeah, oh, he's dead time. now. You could, and that's that's what makes her stupid lesson about leadership. It's like you got to make the hard choice. I think you just made the wrong yeah. choice there. I mean, just go. Well, that's a lesson about leadership is to just own that choice, man. Yep, maybe just, maybe he would have been saved. If you are the lead in the movie, in charge. You will probably live to the end. So yep. just let everyone else die. We're gonna make it through. Didn't you read the script? We're fine. But it's okay. We're checking off our ways that people will die. We've got guy dies in unfortunate accident. Guy sacrifices himself in yep. unfortunate accident. Yep. Now I think we're up for planned sacrifice. I feel like we really got to yeah. we got time to I, work I think that, that might in. Be. Let me tell you about one more sponsor. It is MailRoute. Imagine a world without spam, viruses, or bounced email. Opening your email and only seeing legitimate email. No junk. MailRoute makes this a daily reality for me, and it can do it for you. There's no hardware or software to install or maintain. It receives your mail, sorts it, and delivers it to your mailbox. All of this happens on MailRoute servers out in the cloud. It's easy to set up. It's reliable, trusted by the largest universities and corporations. As a desktop user, you're going to find MailRoute's user interface is simple and effective. And if you're an email admin or IT professional, they built all the tools with you in mind. They've got an API for easy account management. They support LDAP, Active Directory, TLS, mail bagging, outbound relay, everything you want from the people who are handling your mail. Start a risk-free trial without a credit card necessary. You sign up, you change your MX records, so all mail to your domain goes to MailRoute, and then MailRoute will pass it on to your server. So your server only gets stuff that's been pre-filtered by MailRoute. Your mailbox and hardware are completely protected. It's simple and effective, and there's no reason not to try it. Everybody who listens to The Incomparable can get 10% off for the lifetime of your account on MailRoute by going to MailRoute.net slash Snell, my last name. That's MailRoute.net slash Snell for 10% off for the lifetime of your account with MailRoute. So definitely you should check out MailRoute, check out the free trial. And thank you so much to MailRoute for sponsoring The Incomparable. But first, we have to visit Interspace Central, where everybody looks Mm -hmm. sad. I just yeah that that awkward scene where you realize like oh crap do we leave the mic on for all of that yeah oh have they been listening to this Could which they was that? also kind of oh. weird because we had not actually had any kind of back no. and forth with them in like yeah like thirty five minutes no conversation or so. well what function are they serving anyway other than like watching the progress they don't seem to be aiding given directions in any way they should just have like screens up in the in like uh, in parks around the country can I just ask how when you dive through the thing that has like giant like electromagnetic waves and whatever you want like how are you using radio to communicate still with people they were trailing a line behind them it goes all the way back up to oh, it's UHF antenna, wire. I get it. That's something that Lauren asked me, which was, um, why did they even send people on this? And I said, well, yeah. um, probably because, you know, you never know what might happen. And and down there by the core, you probably can't get radio signals through, except they did. Also, this movie is slightly more boring if and slightly more expensive probe. to make if it's all just robots. Yeah. Are you sure it's more boring? Are you sure it's more boring? I mean, 
Wars? I mean, why is every movie about space a bunch of astronauts instead of a bunch of robots? Imagine because... if it was R2-D2 and C-3PO well, two, down 2001 there. 2001 was trying to take care of that problem. I watched that cartoon series. <laughs> Stanley Tucci is basically the C-3PO of he this is. movie. That's true. You make, a, you make a strong point. Unfortunately, they enter the core, and the core material is too thin. And thus we set, it turns out, destiny is now a go. We will fire destiny. Which leads to a scene where... Um, uh, so Destiny, it turns out, is this thing that Stanley Tucci's been working on that's kind of like an evil um, science earthquake weapon thing. It's all done retroactively it's in like one leading. scene. Yeah. The military uses science for bad. The military, yeah. Some people think it might have had something to do with the problems that, that incited this movie. But Unlikely. It so. <laughs> doesn't seem like it would. Yeah, probably just happened on its own after millions it's coincidental. of years. coincidental. It's yeah. a strange coincidence. Billions of years of just hanging out. The Earth just decided, eh. yeah. I'm done. But it leads it leads to a great moment where where uh, Stanley Tucci uh rages at everybody down in the little core in the little core ship. Or as I put it in my notes, Stanley Tucci gets very angry about having to be in this movie. Because <laughs> it really feels like it's like, why am I even here? That's what he's tapping that's what he's tapping into. He's a method actor. Why 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 am I down here with you people? He's there to get punched in the face by Delroy Lindo, who he stole all the science off of. But, you right. know, secretly they're actually in love. Yeah, I did like it. I did enjoyed Stanley Tucci getting punched in the face. That was one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Yeah, that's, I think it's one of the only lines that I got a smile <laughs> on me was "had to happen eventually." <laughs> oh, that was a little. That was a little fourth wall breaking. There, it's like, yep, you're right. The obnoxious scientist does have to get punched eventually. So to amp up the uh, the tension. We have to see um, we have to see more destruction on a global scale up above. How about the Golden Gate Bridge? Does that ever get destroyed in movies? So uh, well, my notes say, like with Bruce Greenwood, my notes say Golden Gate Bridge dies like it does in all of these movies. Uh, but invisible microwaves from space, which are visible, yeah, they say they're invisible and then they show them immediately as being uh, visible. I mean, that can be that can be moisture in the air, and they but work yes. like like a microwave oven. You see, give you a bad sunburn. The, yeah, they boil the water. They give you a sunburn because that's totally what microwave radiation does. Is this where the phrase "boiling the ocean" comes from? Because it seems to work <laughs> fine. Yeah, well, they boil a, a bay, bridge too. You get the bridge melted bridge mixed up in your in your boiled ocean. Then, so there's a guy on the Golden Gate Bridge driving, and there's a traffic jam on the Golden Gate Bridge, which uh, never happens, which doesn't really happen that that's often. That's the most realistic thing in the movie. And he and he gets the and he gets his arm burned right, and and it's one of those moments where like we're supposed to identify with this random character and see it through his <laughs> so so that long. we get so we get a personal version well so this is my my premise that I want to share with you guys which is as as the golden gate bridge falls apart and I'm watching the core and I'm questioning things about my life I thought you know what would be good is if we just look we we've, we've stayed with this random guy to see his arm get burned and to see through his window as the Golden Gate Bridge starts to fall apart. Why not just keep staying with him? We watch his car fall in the ocean. We follow it down to the bottom. We see he the drives water. down to the core. We see we see the water fill up. We see him drown. We watch his body float away. Maybe we follow it. Maybe it gets eaten by a shark later, or part of it does, and part of it washes up that on the beach. I think that might be a better. Um, movie then but unfortunately we don't follow his body we so just... this is probably not even your favorite movie scene of the golden gate bridge getting destroyed oh no okay do you want to give us a top three of your preferred golden the, gate? the x-men one when that would be my top one uh, the x-men yeah. one although that is a really terrible movie 
Um, but yeah, but it is you know, a pretty yeah. spectacular destruction of the Golden Gate Bridge. So, I really yeah, like. I the, mean, if, I really if like the fake out in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie where they show the Golden Gate Bridge and they have the giant laser fired at the Golden Gate Bridge and then they turn it off and, and then and then they break the uh, the chain and it's gonna the whole laser is gonna fall on the Golden Gate Bridge and it just plops next to the bridge and the bridge is fine. I actually that really made me laugh because. You know, they didn't destroy the Golden Gate. Project. I think it went. Uh, Godzilla killed it too, didn't they? The yeah. most recent Godzilla. Yeah, and uh, Pacific Rim doesn't Pacific Rim kill the yeah, Golden Gate probably. Bridge too? That, I mean, that bridge is just asking yep. for it. Yeah, it's destroyed really. by a kaiju. Yeah, in meteor storm. It gets hit by meteors. It's destroyed <laughs> by a shark. I'm just looking at the Golden Gate Bridge in popular culture page on Wikipedia. Yeah, which close. nice. <laughs> I'm glad we have that. I also I I think my favorite thing is that we see the Golden Gate Bridge destroyed and then there's the like the cut to the news footage where they tell us that all of San Francisco is destroyed also but they didn't show us that because a large, well, they, that large it starts of it were you start to see it like moving over towards but clearly San Francisco. that was too expensive yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah we can we can we got it, we got the budget for one bridge and then just imagine that the rest of the city yeah. got wiped when you have out. disaster movies when you're gonna kill like lots of people there's kind of two ways you can go with it one is that you get you establish characters and you have them sort of in the disaster area like main characters or family of main characters and you focus on them and the mm-hmm. other one is you never see a person and it's more like independence day where you're just blowing up models right and this is the weird in between where you're it like yeah. i want you to identify with this one guy who will immediately die it's like you have to, you're gonna go for spectacle or you're gonna try to make me care that people are in peril and they didn't either mm-hmm. but they were shooting for both <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, exactly. the inserting the characters into it is is kind of weird too. I mean, there's have you guys another horrible disaster movie, uh, The Day After Tomorrow, where there's like yeah. places where there's like a cold front chasing characters, and it's yep, like no, yep. no, <laughs> it's, it's like a weatherman's nightmare. Yeah. You might as well you might as well have used a yeti at that point for the. Uh, there are wolves guy. later. It's like we have there's a blizzard, and also but but making a blizzard scary is really hard. So how about some wolves? So. <laughs> wolves that are immune to the cold. Wolves are practically weather. <laughs> Hey, at least we didn't get to the part with the wolves in the core of the Earth. Yeah, this movie is better than that. If this movie was on that scale, there'd be, like, core snakes in the middle of the Earth. I was waiting for that part where they go out into the geode cavern. I'm like, oh, the only way this can get better is if there's things alive in here. like crabs. Yeah, it would have been... This movie would have been improved by subterranean dwelling creatures of some kind. No, this movie is too true to life. There's no core snakes. (laughs) Yeah, it's science, man. Come on. Science has never proved or disproved core snakes. Let's be it's honest. It's really hard to disprove core snakes. I enjoy that um, Destiny is being run entirely by uh, dudes in white shirts and ties. In yep. front of CRTs. Yeah. HP. The CGI for the Destiny thing is the worst CGI in this <laughs> movie. It is like real genius level. Yeah. It's or like yeah. reboot level. <laughs> yeah, it is reboot level. I mean, there's no, there's no texture. It's like we've just got flat giant things in like a green army truck that has no texture on it it's, it's one of the rare movie uh, special effects from the 2000s that modern game consoles can trump hundreds of times over uh, like yes. in, re- in real time yeah i mean like I mean, the actual game destiny looks way better than destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know probably they didn't want to spend a lot of money on that scene they put all their money into pigeons but yeah, yeah it's <laughs> the pigeon screensaver they buy a sight license oh but they've got those sweet gauges, though, with the power levels. 
measuring those, I mean, I don't think one. those are CGI. I think those are just lights. No, I'm just saying those are pretty sweet, though. I think <laughs> they got leftover props from war games. Like, we can use yeah. those, right? The Whopper is running. Uh, it's, in fact, Destiny. all the same cast who they were locked in a bunker 30 years ago. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, the, our our friend the hacker kid is uh, is hacking something, which will come back yeah, later. They, they give him something to do. He is their man on the inside, helping to delay the people who don't have faith in the people who like that's you know. The thing I'm glad they had the forethought to set up that coded exchange of messages. Yes, so that they knew yes, that was that there would be a secret hidden in. Also, there. people get very angry because the coded exchange of messages that's based on prime numbers includes the use of one as a prime number. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't one the primest number, really? That, w- that would have been great if you just typed three, five, seven. We've ticked off our computer literate nerds. We've ticked off our geologist nerds. you got to get them all. We've ticked off our bridge nerds. We forgot to mention <laughs> in the bridge scene, the bridge bends the wrong way. After it cuts a hole in it, it should bend back. And Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah well, it's... They, melt, they melt the cables. So. Bridge, bridge nerds are the worst. Just so we, so we're, sorry, bridge nerds. But <laughs> You're not sorry. Uh, they're not as bad as flag nerds. Okay, I think they pissed <laughs> off the typeface nerds too because the typeface they use for the little titles of like where they are, where the time. And is. Like I don't know what typeface that is, but it looks uh, several decades incorrect. It look, I expect to see a typeface over Total Recall. No one's afraid of typeface nerds. Though, it's not so. good. It's not good. What are um, they going to do? Kern me to death. Well, meanwhile, um, down on the um, down on the the the, the core core shuttle, um, uh, Aaron Eckhart and Delroy Lindo are are um, actively doing math. There's a lot of math mm-hmm. going on. Um, well, they already have the answers, and they're basically just shouting them out. Yeah, they're they're working out. They're doing. There's lots to talk about math. When Stanley some hard, Tucci some hardcore mathing. And yeah, on. they're mathing, and, and Stanley Tucci is really mad. Um, but he's so mad, in fact, that he gets inspired and will tell uh tell them the secret to, of everything if he'll they'll let him get into his cache of of cigarettes and which, which wasn't wa- really established as a thing of like him- why. Well, so he's using one, like, there's a point earlier on where I thought he was, like, chewing on one or something, and it's like, they never made a point of him not being allowed to have cigarettes. Yeah. There's 20 minutes on the cutting room floor of establishing Stanley Tucci's <laughs> nicotine. They do show him smoking a lot, but... Just, like, staring at a cigarette, like, doing, like, a Hamlet thing with it. God, think about how much more fleshed out his character would be if we knew if we knew that. It's about his nicotine addiction? That's his entire character. Is I mean, that, is that he's he's got he's you know he he's kind of a mesh of like your your you know Jacques Cousteau doing his narration. He, they make him dress like Carl Sagan, um, yeah, you know, but he's like a mean jerky Carl Sagan. They make fun of him for pretending to be Carl Sagan. Yeah. So so he helps them. He says we need to we need to uh, to wrap bombs in each compartment and time them up. So it's really fortunate that we learned about the auto ejection system earlier because mm-hmm. now we need it. Um, and they have to, uh, they get in an argument about who gets the privilege of dying mm-hmm. by uh, setting up the manual ejection uh, that, that has to happen. And Delroy Lindo cheats because he wants to die the most of all of them. But they really, they argue about that because. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart should have been like, guys, guys, listen, it's just me and Hillary Swank here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, later, it doesn't it's really just, matter. You're just choosing who goes first. Yeah. So the we hacker, our hacker Delroy pal Lindo. messes with destiny. They eject the bits. Um, the hacker stops Destiny just in time and says, uh, "Sorry, Tony. Gotcha. Your kung fu is not strong. At least, at least he didn't say I'm in. Like he's required it. So, like <laughs> he was already in. Yeah, I know, but like in the but room that's with true. the people. But I mean, if there was a scene where the the monitor is reflected in his glasses, the way yeah. it totally doesn't happen with glasses, and he has to say I'm in. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's the next level up. They did have him playing pong, so right. that was nice. Yeah." 
Yeah, but instead we get your kung fu is not strong. Come on, it's worse than I think. Uh, and we have our third third scientist death as he walks into that tube, which I did not understand where that tube was in their ship that looks like it's just five rooms connected together. But there's like a big tube somewhere. Although that's, that's the impeller. Oh, you're talking about when he was sacrificing himself or when uh, the yes. uh, Stanley Tucci dies. No, no, no. Delroy Lindo dies yeah. because he's got to he's got yeah, to set up the place. ejector and yeah. he's in like the tube where the impeller is. So once they once they turn the impeller back on, you know, whatever stuff they're they're going through, like an earthworm, mm-hmm. will get sucked back through. That's where it goes, John. After it's been lasered, as it goes through this little chamber on the inside of the ship, I don't know. Um, but so he does. <laughs> there's, there, there's a spooky tube that he's going to walk down and melt to death. Yeah. And I do not want to be melted to death. That may be yeah. one I of the like worst deaths. The tube deaths. looks hot. They yeah. made the tube yeah. look hot. It didn't look as embarrassing as the room where things get closer to your face. Yeah, <laughs> and his glasses crack, and you know, I mean, that seems hot. Looks, that, and he fights yeah, to get to the hot. end it and push hot. all the buttons he needs to do and he turn looks, the he thing. He looks unhappy. Yeah, hmm. yeah. He t- has to do an elaborate thing where there's like a, a door he has to open and then a round thing he has to turn and push in and all of that. It's 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 complicated, but he built it so he knows how. It yeah, works. I mean, they could have sent a robot to do it, but obviously they don't have any robots, nope. so forget it. Nope. Again, no robots. Um, so that, this is all great and we're going to, we're going to save the day and it's going to be awesome, except it turns out that there was a math miscalculation and they need six pounds of plutonium leading to the great line. Where are we going to get six pounds, pounds of plutonium? And then, and then Doc (laughs) Brown shows up. This movie would have done so much better with a laugh track, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the best part about the plutonium line is it's immediately cut to something sparkly happens outside the ship and Hillary Swank shouts, we've been hit by an energy flare. Okay. (laughs) Something else that has not been discussed previously. Uh, Maybe it was hanging out with Stanley Tucci's cigarettes. Yes, in the yeah, the energy flare on the cutting room floor. So, so Aaron Eckhart is, is trapped in a compartment, and uh, and uh, he's going to wait. Sacrifice he can't himself. die because he's the hero. I know. But so they have the du- the, the 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 double fake out sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you go Save, on ahead, saved Rumble. by the plot. No, you go on ahead. <laughs> This big heavy thing rolled on top of me. Oh no, you go ahead. Wait, now the big heavy thing is rolled on top of me. It was Everybody gets to sacrifice themselves. Wait, now the big heavy thing rolls off of me after I've sacrificed myself so I can sit around and have a cigarette. It didn't even look that heavy, like it was wobbling so much yeah. when they were twitching under it. It's like it seems like you need to stand up, dude. But they only had seconds to get under the little little door thing. Um, just hold the door. Hold the door. But, but, but he gets the um, he gets the information that they can none use of these the guys have thought about like just putting like a crowbar where the door is going up yeah. and down to just buy themselves an extra Prop five minutes. Can we go back a second where they, where they talk about the fact that in order to like set all these bombs off, they have to be in very precise locations, yes. which involve them just sort of ejecting Chuck it somewhere in, in the middle of somewhere. Well, also, like six pounds of six pounds of plutonium, you know, give or take. You know? Yeah, it's but not a it's not a nuclear precise, not a precise art calculation. Yet. Yeah, also not science. Yeah, but yeah. no, but that's that's where there's that that actually funny line where they say they list all the reasons this is ridiculous and say, yeah, no problem. I mean, you know, if you're trapped in a core ship at the middle of the Earth, you might as well try. But these guys are that good. These are the finest minds on the planet, guys. What they about those other two hundred guys who were at the press conference earlier? <laughs> Could have brought they some didn't of them come up again. Yeah, you know, what? I have to think that like a better plan to save these people a lot of time and energy is like if they cause this thing with a giant destiny device, which apparently has magical sources of huge amounts of energy to affect the Earth's core. Surely, if you wanted to restart the Earth's core, your best bet is to use the machine proven to have the strength to to mess with the Earth's core, rather than sending someone down there to set off bombs. I don't know. It just seems like 
you've you know this is a system that works i mean for certain values of works well you, uh, again like blo- setting off a bunch of bombs in the earth's core that might restart it the core is like an engine you know it would be great if this entire movie were about how like some secret shadowy cabal was trying to take over by diverting all those billions of dollars to build delroy lindo's worthless ship and all, <laughs> we, all we really got to see was like the aftermath like now we've seized control of the world like if this is this is a communist conspiracy this is the real exactly. cold war that's how they get you. Maybe this was the Cold War all along. So they try, they're trying to bankrupt the U.S. by making them think that the Earth's core has a problem. I think I'm giving too much credit to this movie. <laughs> I mean, are you giving it any credit? That's your no, That's mistake. You're right. You're right. Positive amounts of credit. Non-zero amounts of credit is a bad idea. I mean, it's the, it's the trope about big weapons of mass destruction being repurposed for good, right? I mean, that's the, you know. Sure. That's just the kind of science fiction movie trope of, you know, swords to yeah. when you When you let the science get involved with with military i mean because that comes up in other movies right that's in sunshine we're going to restart the earth or the sun by throwing throwing nukes at it uh-huh. so whatever whatever you got let's superman throw a nuke already at did it that and see uh-huh. you know yeah in fact if we had superman he could just start the core spinning again probably so yeah. that would have really solved but that you know problem. there's only like seven movie plots boy meets girl you know guy throws <laughs> nukes into the sun <laughs> core, I mean, yeah, yeah. Core of earth <laughs> spinning. stop spinning yeah sure <laughs> you it's know I mean, like just feed me nukes i'm ready you know, core of a thousand faces. What do you want from me? Yeah, I preferred it when the the uh, the the core spinning part of the Odyssey, though. I thought that was much more of a classic <laughs> story than this this version. Um, I I think the moment where our where scientist uh, Josh Aaron Eckhart uh, puts the fuel rods away that was like a uh, Star Trek two kind of moment. He's got the burned hands. He's like, oh, I sacrificed myself. Those hands are are fine later, but because he's is he gloves. not totally irradiated here? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. not. He's not good. I mean, like you know, those are those <laughs> yeah. are X hands he's got. Now. Yeah. I mean, he's never well, going to get better. Ju- but just his hands, though. It doesn't. It doesn't matter though. Uh, I mean, no. his hands are probably burned off. The rest of him is just yeah. riddled with cancer. But it's okay because so, yeah, they're going to die. They're, 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 there's no way out of this situation. So it's fine that he's going to die horribly. Yeah, from I mean, maybe in the core two, he's a superhero. Or a super villain, a definitely villain. So anyway, they're waiting to die. He and Hillary Swank. He's she's taken off his gloves, so now he feels better. And uh, after moving around six pounds of plutonium, and uh, they're uh, just hanging out, waiting to die. Because yeah, I, my notes say if this movie made any success, they'd be okay. But in terms of the mission, but they'd all be dead now. Mm-hmm. But nope, we need like twenty more minutes. So another idea, which is. We can use the unobtainium power source that we sort of waved our hands at an hour and a half ago to drive the impeller, but we won't have the lasers, so we're just going to have to surf our way to the surface. What? In which case, why haven't we been doing that the whole time? I, I knew they were going to have to surf the way, but I really wish that they had harnessed the power of love instead. Well, they harnessed the power of whales, and that's like the next best thing to love. I did, I did like Stanley, cut to Stanley Tucci recording his thoughts into a... a, a <laughs> yeah. And he goes, what am I doing? (laughs) He's like, what am I doing? And then the whole thing explodes and he dies. Um, But meanwhile, cut back to the other little pod that's left. And Aaron Eckhart and Hilary Swank are like welding some wires onto a door or something. It's exceedingly dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it'll be fine. It's okay. There was a part where they had to override a door and they just pry something over and there's like a breadboard in it because it's like, you know, wires. Yeah. Like, that's what's inside stuff. Hey, three months again. Three months. It's pretty good for three yeah. months of a ship. Well, and they, they've just completely redone the power source on that entire ship in like 10 minutes. With, <laughs> with a little bit of solder. With 100 degrees inside and them about to die. So, yeah. 
that's pretty good. Meanwhile, though, we have to cut. We have to cut back to the surface to see that the, the the effects of the core implosion are being felt now, um, or the de deplosion, replosion. I don't know. <laughs> All the those Eiffel Tower. There are away. some clouds around the Eiffel Tower. There are some camels in the desert. There's a shock wave that moves the sand around a little bit. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. 16 hours later. Yeah, I like that part where they're like, oh, we can totally surf this shockwave all the way back to Earth. And it's like, oh, sweet. It's going really great for like the five minutes we show. 12 hours later. They're on Earth. They're on they're, they're on Earth, Dan. It's not all the way back to Earth. They're actually in Earth the whole Earth. time. They, they should have showed them the, the, like, the you know, playing cards, playing a card game, maybe <laughs> yeah. doing a crossword puzzle, like just to pass the time while they apparently float well, she, through she's the got Earth. On the autopilot, you know, autopilot screen. It's, it's playing, a, it's a playing pong. Yeah, yeah, but somehow they are ma- they managed to find a way to get up to the surface uh to shallow water near Hawaii entirely without lasers. Where they are met by the aircraft carrier which contains the hacker person for some reason. They've gelled as a team. Amazingly, they are um there's an entire like naval group that is is sailing in the area where they would have emerged and all the people who were in the computer lab wherever it was are now they've all flown to Hawaii and yeah. are on these ships. Um, but only just to give up and be like, yep, I guess we can't find them. It's a good thing they brought that computer nerd with them. Yeah, huh? they get a signal, though, and it's but it's just whales, and whales don't know anything. As, as pointed out in the chat room, inaccurately suggests that Hawaii is at the edge of a plate when it's, it's, it's not. In the center. They basically get all their ocean, ocean ge- geology, yeah. geography mixed up, but whatever. They, what are you going to do? I was hoping they'd come up through a volcano. Like, you yes. Shoot I was also That's way that. too expensive. I wanted them to shoot out of like an erupting volcano in Hawaii and like land on the side of the of the mountain the mountain and be like it could, have been, the new, it could have been the new tagline earth has a zit and we're going to pop it <laughs> that would have been awesome if they it caused would have been like very a James mini eruption Bond. of a of a of a Hawaii volcano and then like out comes some lava and a ship and it lands on the beach and a surfer walks up to it and goes whoa what a ride dude yeah, Aaron Eckhart could have said yeehaw and emerged. they high five and fire off some flare guns and it's <laughs> and and then they eat a pizza so we've established that that J- Jason's preferred bad movie is in the bad 80s movie trope <laughs> exclusively i think we were already pretty clear on that one right all right i'm, I'm just sorry. saying I'm sorry, this movie was made in 2000. Being saved by whales in a shallow part of the ocean near Hawaii instead of them coming up through a volcano, I think that would have been more awesome. Um, anyway, they, they, uh, the, the existence of the pod of orcas that is not... The, the one that jumps up in the air is pretty awesome right in front of the helicopter or whatever it is. Not the right whales. They do say, well, they're way off course. Yeah, because they're not. No, no, <laughs> wrong whales. Um, but that, but that's okay. They'll send a, a bunch of scuba divers with flippers down. Yeah, to I find was really the hoping ship. the scuba divers were going to swim down 800 feet and get them, but they just stayed <laughs> at the surface. I was like, oh, come on, do it, do it. They can swim to 800 feet. It's fine. How do they even hook the cables on the thing? <laughs> it's, it's got all kinds of funny things. <laughs> they already did that. No, no, no. Yeah. How do you get the cables down all the magnets? Way? Obviously. Oh, uh, okay. okay. The magnets. Thank you. Okay. See, that's what I wanted. I just wanted a simple answer like that. All right. And my next. How note, do they work? My next yeah, note. I'm not quite sure what this means. It's it's uh oh it's it's things that they're going to do. I have, my note is obscure. It's NASA pizza classroom. <laughs> But those are the things they want to do. <laughs> Hillary Swank's going to go back to Nat- NASA. She's going to take a see? shower. See, she has an arc. And, and take not, a shower. She's not just a one-dimensional character that pilots the ship. She has wants and needs. She is a person. And Aaron Eckhart wants to eat pizza and go back and teach in his classroom again. See, that's totally different than at the start of the movie where he was teaching in a classroom. Totally Without pizza. Different. 
Yeah. We never saw him eat pizza. <laughs> Those kids were just left hanging at the trumpet. Did you see him talk about a trumpet? I think not. That's an arc. That's true. You make a good point. Strong argument, Tony. They don't seem too broken up about their whole team dying except for them. They're just kind of like, well, so what are you going to do? I don't know. Just, They've had know, 12 hours to grieve. Yeah. <laughs> Back to my job. Remember those people on the ship with us? Yeah. Good times. You know what? Someone should really find out about their, their her- heroism. Yeah, uh, the, the, the big, you know, the big capper. Like, like we yeah. care so much about the world knowing about these people. It's like, nope, don't really care about the world knowing about these people. It is not the, you know, the little cherry on top of this movie. <laughs> what like, did everybody else in the world think was going on after the the, same, the Golden Gate Bridge? They do, ex- they ex- do, they do refer to it. Orbital wobble. That's yeah. what the, the, yeah. the yeah. Navy guy says. That, that does cause the Coliseum to explode. It's yeah. Orbital clear. wobble. So, you know, like, like... Well, that was just... That was like a guess. Sometimes it changes the season. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> the bridge collapses. Yeah. And it's very similar effects. It's just Earth stuff. Don't worry swamp, about it. Swamp science. gas. Swamp, swamp gas. gas. Yeah. So, so we, get to our, we get our hacker kid to leak the info so that we can get... Uh, yeah, I, I truly, truly see these heroes. How do you leak information secretly, Edward Snowden? Here's the answer. You go to a cafe in LA cyber cafe a cyber cafe sorry cyber cafe in LA with big binders with the big secret stickers on the front paper binders I don't know is he gonna feed those through something why does he have the big paper binders you need to see something stamped top secret (laughs) that's right he has to he has to retype them all yeah. You don't want to put your Hot Pocket directly on the cafe. No, no. So he's, he does. He also has a Hot Pocket on top of the big secret Which, binders. So is he just eating a cold Hot Pocket? The Hot Pocket is his that's signature. That's even grosser than a Hot that, Pocket. I don't think that was a Hot Pocket. I think that was a McDonald's like. No, it's, he establishes. Thingy. It's from the line earlier. Yeah. He needs Xena tapes and Hot Pockets. And a hot pocket. I know, but I'm saying the thing he's actually eating. That's is a that Hot the, Pocket. That's what they look like. They're I, not I'm good. out of touch with modern Hot Pocket technology. There's no such thing as modern Hot Pocket. They're just Hot Pocket technology. So They look at the apple pies from McDonald's that burn your mouth. Yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, for all we know, they couldn't get a hot pocket, <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so it's actually like an apple a peach. Is this like a green apple pie celebration filled with again? rubber pigeon? It's an apple pie instead of a hot pocket because they couldn't get it. So oh. he goes to the cyber cafe and uploads everything with a very slow progress bar that includes the phrase "on its way" with the apostrophe in the wrong place. I got it killed me. I killed On me. That was the wrong it apostrophe s way. That is a character error, not a film. There error. is no apostrophe there. <laughs> Rat hacker kid. Um, anyway, that that hacker guy was then immediately arrested and put in Guantanamo Bay, as far as I know. Uh, he lost, lost a lot of hacker cred for using a Word document. Yeah. I feel like that's a demerit. Well, you know, he had to scan in all those p- things from the binders. And that's the end of the movie, guys. Oh, but it's God. not, because if you, just in case you're not jazzed up enough by this movie, guess what? We have an awesome rock song and some computer graphic <laughs> letters for the credits that look like they were made in 1984. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped. <laughs> you got to know all the credits. You want to know all the names of the people who were involved in this travesty is all I'm saying. And those uh, names are going to be huge and front and center. And boy, hey, that they rock are song proud. will really get you going. They are proud of what they have done. John, John Emil, who directed this, directed The Singing Detective, which is a wonderful British TV miniseries uh, written by Dennis Potter and starring Michael Gambon that I highly recommend to people. And I, um, And then he also made the core. So... <laughs> He made The Man Who Knew Too Little, which I kind of like, actually, the Bill Murray movie. But then he made The Core. So I don't so know. That's pretty much a death sentence for him. I don't know. These, yeah. They put him in a pod, ejected that pod, and watched it crumple. Man. So, uh, so what do we think? Tony, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to survey the, uh, the, the, uh, panelists about what we thought of this movie and 
and how you would rate it, not using anything that you might hear on like another podcast about bad movies. Do you but... want to institute a new rating system? <laughs> is this like like three Snells or something? How we, how <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Tony, I would like to know from you. You seem to actually um, appreciate this movie, so I guess you would say that all. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Usually, usually, like you... usually the prosecution goes first. I'm just saying. Would you? Would you? Uh, no, I want you to explain yourself here. Why? Why do? You, why? Do you actually want to defend this as a an enjoyable bad movie? Uh, yeah, I think this is an enjoyable bad movie. I mean, there's not a lot of substance to this movie, and I don't think it pretends to have a lot of substance. There's not really any even, like, kind of gaps for you to, you know, stop and appreciate or think about anything. It's just explosion, nope. dialogue, CGI effect, explosion, dialogue, CGI effect. Pigeons. Uh, yeah, pigeons, which are, spoiler, CGI yeah, effect. Yeah. Um, you know, I have seen this movie four times. Uh, I can't tell you the names of any of the characters. I'm not sure why. It's two hours and 14 minutes long. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I did pause at some point. It was like, there's 50 minutes left in this movie. They don't get on the ship until it's 55 This is not a great guys. movie. This is not even the best movie I've seen this week. But we can agree. Uh, it's a movie made in 2003 about people yeah. going to the center of the earth. Um I think it's a fun, bad movie. Um, I mean, I think it's stupid, and I, I don't think it takes itself too seriously. And this is the kind of bad movie that I like watching. There's not, I mean, you compare this to, to a lot of the, you know, the, the really bad stuff that they feature on MST3K, where, like, I think the hallmark of MST3K bad movies is, you know, that they make funny with their their, their comedy, but uh, is long scenes of people driving places. We don't have a lot of that. We have, like, 10 seconds of you're going through your score, and then oh, someone's totally dying. The long scenes of people that are driving, driving to the core for half the That's, movie. But it's not a about the journey it's about the destination <laughs> i know to me this is this is one of the best uh bad movies i have seen this movie four times um i have seen this movie i i you know i saw it this week i i'd seen it at least uh, in the last two years i've seen it several times i think it's stupid and doesn't take itself seriously um I think it's my favorite of the very narrow genre of bad disaster movies, and I don't know if you guys have others that you, you mean, prefer. In you there. mean like Armageddon and Deep Armageddon, Impact Deep and... Impact, 2012, oh, okay. which I think is awful. Um, but you know, Day it's an awful tomorrow. bad movie. Um, yeah, I'll, I think it is the best of all of those uh, in terms of it, it keeps things moving. Uh, you know, it's just interesting enough. But like, yeah, I mean, this is not. I'm not suggesting this is a good movie. I'm suggesting it's a good bad movie. It's not about the story. It's not about the character. It's about amusing flashing lights that you look at with your eyes. Did you see Knowing? I don't think I have seen Knowing. You should if you throw that in. You named a whole bunch of bad disaster movies, and I think Knowing has a little special something uh, that you might uh, might enjoy. And that something is named Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yes, I. That's, right. uh, that's usually where I stop walking toward a movie. <laughs> Start going the other way, <laughs> just but I did try. watch a Nicolas Cage movie this week that was let, probably better than let, the court. Let, let's just so. say that it is it is one of one of more than one movie where Nicolas Cage has knowledge of future events, <laughs> <laughs> which God, is hard to believe. He, but it's what was true. the other one called? Uh, the, the numbers next or next next, next. next. Yeah. Yes. he will be in anything. Yeah, um, <laughs> was this was this actually released in theaters? Knowing. Oh yes. yes. Oh it yes. Was. I remember the commercials. And there are right. people who defend the movie as an actual good movie, so that if you need to Well, that's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll check that out. And if I don't like it, 
I will never watch anything John Syracuse recommends again. Oh, so. and this is not a good movie. But you were listing bad disaster movies, and and you said this was your favorite bad disaster movie. So. He is actually. I'm looking at the director, uh, The Crow, Dark City. Oh yeah, Alex Proyas. Yes, is a good those yes, are all movies I've seen. So there is a little... stop there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't like the trajectory those are heading. I mean, in. it has Nicolas <laughs> Cage in it. Like you, you know, you know what you're in for. I think. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I watched uh, Face Off earlier this week, you know, which is a John Woo Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, so it's all good. I think that's more that of a may, I like that movie. movie. Yeah, I mean, I I think that may be a high watermark for movies that have yes. Nicolas Cage in them. I don't and John Travolta. I haven't, I haven't I haven't done the math, so I haven't I haven't <laughs> you're marked thinking it to a of raising Arizona. Oh, you're right. Sorry, that is that's, that. Uh, perhaps I, perhaps, yeah. you perhaps know. The Rock. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Nicolas Cage because he was not in the core. <laughs> Although imagine that, oh my oh, god, that would have that would have helped a lot. <laughs> oh man, we've got to go. To the I core. don't. That is not what help looks like, sir. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan, what's your what's your verdict on the core? On is the a core. movie that I've seen. <laughs> yep. Now check. <laughs> yep. Got nothing else. All right. Uh, no, I, I I agree with Tony. It's not the worst bad movie I've seen. That title is, I think, still held by uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I have seen a hundred movies worse than this movie i just want to be clear yeah so uh i i it, you know so there's the thing about we said it's like a paint by numbers movie and it is and there's something comforting in that it's like i know exactly what's going to happen every no single beat here. It, it's like um, you realize oh i have internalized the structure narrative, of a hollywood yes. action movie completely because it takes this movie every is box just that except for maybe that that aaron eckhart and hillary swank don't like explicitly get together at the end of the film like there's there like like they kiss at one point or something just like because they're happy like to survive but like they didn't throw in the gratuitous love story thing i feel like that might be the only like cliche narrative convention that we really lacked here um so maybe there there's something in the core to surprise even me <laughs> john your thoughts so i've seen most of those bad disaster movies that were listed armageddon deep impact day after tomorrow 2012 and maybe it's because i haven't seen them recently enough although 2012 i think that that is it 2012 is fairly recent but the thing that really blew me away about this movie uh or two two parts one the general blandness of the scenes and it what what that means when you're watching a bad movie is like well the dialogue here is not totally embarrassing it seems kind of self-aware like what i was thinking is like comparing it to you know other movies that i've seen are worse in many different ways the actors in this movie are not the worst actors in the world their performances they're not great but they're just it was kind of like bland and what i'm looking for in a bad movie not that i'm really looking for anything i don't like bad movies in general but if, if i'm going to enjoy it as a like boy isn't this ridiculous someone needs to go the movie needs to go more over the top and this was kind of bland and the second thing that struck me about it is how much worse like just sort of the basic stuff about the movie was the soundtrack stands out really strongly because it is was so sort of oh yeah if you had them making a movie inside a movie and they showed the soundtrack when they were like looking into the footage of the movie they're making inside the movie in like a comedy this is the soundtrack it would have super generic (laughs) really cliche like just just embarrassing the same thing with the voiceovers and just every scene was cgi the way everything was shot it was just it was just like down a notch from just like how can i kept looking at the year of the movie 2003 like yeah it looked it looks so much worse than i thought it should for the period and it's like okay so fine movie looks bad like you shouldn't really ding it for that because if it was if it was like over the top and bad in other ways i think i would have enjoyed it more but it just it you know i was kind of bored by it, it like 
and it's you know and again it's because maybe the performances and the writing were not crazy enough like they weren't they weren't willing to embrace the idea that what they were making here was a bad movie instead they just made like it just kind of laid there and it was like i was just bored by it and I, there was no character who i was excited about seeing chew the scenery there was no event that i saw that i was excited to see like i mean even the pigeons early on like more of that would have been better because once they're tunneling with that stupid thing it was just so dire and took itself seriously and i i just i did not enjoy i if 2012 came back on tv i feel like i would watch it just to see the ridiculous disaster scene same thing with deep impact and armageddon both of which i think i've seen multiple times in various pieces but if this came on tv again i would never stay on the channel i would i just like to remind you guys of some of the other movies that came out in 2003 which I know was a long time ago, and there were some good movies in 2003, but I, I would suggest this is not even the worst movie of 2003, because 2003 features such things as the, Ang Lee's The Hulk. Oh, I like that movie. better than this easily. That's, that's uh, preposterous. It was not a good movie, but I like uh, it. It was, it was more interesting Excuse me, that was simply uh, evidence A. Evidence B, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie. Ooh, ne- never oh. saw it, can't say. Uh, well, let me, you're, you know, you're missing out on a movie. <laughs> That is that is called that. that. That was before they figured out how to do superhero comic book movies, right? Uh, oh it, yeah. Excuse well me. Before. That segues directly into evidence C, the Daredevil movie. Oh, also see the Daredevil. The, the Daredevil movie might be better than no. The core. Yeah, no. it's better than this. I think it might be uh, better than the core. I don't know. I have not gone back to it. So. I only saw it once in the theaters. That was enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Also, the classic from 2003, uh, which might be better than this, Too Fast, Too Furious. So you know, best name movie sequel ever. I think we can all agree. <sighs> I think this, um, I'm kind of with John on this, that I, I feel like this was not quite ridiculous enough. Like, like Deep Impact, I, like, I can watch that just to watch the, um, the backpedaling of uh, Morgan Freeman as the president, where he always comes on to reassure people that um, everybody's going to be okay. And then he comes, comes on again and says, okay, that thing I said before, that turned out to be totally false. But, <laughs> but this he, next but he's thing, so reassuring. he's so reassuring and so wrong. Until the last, his last address is like, there's a system of caves. We're going to hide in the caves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, you don't Todd. know where the caves are. You're not included. Nope, you're Sorry. not invited. I was, I was thinking about that movie and how I saw it in the movie theater and how I remember too much of it, honestly. That's the one with Frodo, right? Yep. Yeah, yep, it, Elijah, Elijah where, they, where he es- escapes by climbing up a hill slightly faster. Don't they, don't yeah. they drive like a like a motorcycle down a hill at some point too, or know. something? I remember. I was gonna say the number of people in the core who have made uh, other very good movies um, is astounding to me. Because not only do you have Aaron Eckhart and Hilary Swank and Stanley Tucci, you've got like uh, Delroy Lindo, Lindo, who's been yeah. a number of great movies. Alfre Woodard in a terribly misused we did, role. Yeah, we didn't the, even uh, mention her. She has nothing to do. She has to nothing do. to do. I, yeah, I will say, too. having recently seen I, Frankenstein, Aaron Eckhart yeah, does yeah. not make good choices. That's, that's all I could think about in this movie. Was <laughs> he he did a fantastic Daily Show interview at some point where I think he's probably high. It's kind of hilarious. Um, and uh, who else was in there? Oh, uh, D- so DJ Qualls, I won't say, has made good movies. But he uh he did do a good little run on Supernatural where he was very funny. He was in movies. Is he is he still in stuff or is he is he gone? He's around. He's around. There's like a weird story about him where he had like he I I think he was diagnosed with something that might have been terminal like as a as a, a young kid and so he spent like his entire youth in hospitals and then he got better and he was like 19. He's like, "What job can I do with zero training and having not gone to high school?" And they're like, "How about acting?" And it's like, and that's where the core came from. That's true. He did. Uh, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, he yeah. was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma at age 14 and got better. And that's so, the story of the of core. The core. <laughs> 
All right, but I, I'm, I'm with John. I, I, I thought this movie was a little too boring, and I would rather watch something that was even more, even something like um, Armageddon, which I despise. Yeah, well, I but say, it's ridiculous. Like the Aerosmith right? songs and the cheesy romance. Well, and and Bruce it's Willis got Bruce Willis, Bruce saying, Willis singing. Listen, you know. listen, listen, Mr. President. I'm going to ignore what you say because I promise my little girl. And they're oil drillers <laughs> and they're macho men. And, yeah. You know, ben Affleck is you know. It's look, terrible, like, but it's ridiculous. That's in a way like a that cartoon, isn't. and it's yeah. so it's so broad and ridiculous and over the top and doesn't really take itself seriously except in sort of macho gung-ho usa or oil drillers rule uh, you know that that's what oil drillers do rule john easy there and and deep impact like the they try to give people arcs like who is the lead in that the woman is it tay leone yeah yeah, i think so and she like reconciles with her father on the beach and the tidal wave comes and hits her at least they gave those people a story and it has an end you know a kind of a poignant end or whatever then frodo runs away from whatever like it's it's kind of a mess but i think they managed deep impact was going like as the title suggests for a more dramatic thing and armageddon was going for you know explosions and macho and the core was just kind of like bleh yeah, I don't know. I just I just finished skimming a Wikipedia list of like the first three hundred movies uh, from two thousand three, and I'm just gonna say most of these are worse than the core. There are some that are a lot better than the core. Well, Jason made so. us watch the core. Yeah, so. this and is I, true. I didn't see Daredevil or a lot of the other movies. So now it's time for our uh, listener mail. No, we don't have that. That's not a. Thing <laughs> are you gonna sing, do. Jason? Please. I'm sing. not gonna sing a letter song. That's also not gonna happen. That's how we get sued on the first episode. He <laughs> can't sing a letter song because he, as established, he can carry a tune. So he's disqualified from ever it's, singing a letter song. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, we uh, we love the Flophouse. And, and uh, what we're trying to do here is not do the flop. We're not going to do like new releases that just came out on video and all that. We're going to try to have them all be sort of science, science fictionally. So anyway, here's here for your listeners out there. Uh, we're going to tell you what the next movie is that we're going to watch. Um, I'm not suggesting that you go watch this and subject yourself to it. We just watch the core for Pete's sake. But if you would like to know what's coming next, here it is. It's 1984. Tony, compile a list of the films made in 1984 that are worse than The Ice Pirates. No movie is worse than The Ice Pirates. I have given up on The Ice Pirates. I said in the email thread about this, I have fond memories of really liking that movie, but I have also not seen it probably since the 80s, so I don't know what I'm in for. I don't think I've seen it since the uh, the 90s. I couldn't get past the scene with the bear trap that uh, castrates people. That's, that's where I turned it off. Well, <laughs> I, remind, I, I have no recollection Look forward of that. to that. Any movie starring Robert Urich. Is a movie I just remember that I... it being funny and it was on TV a lot. Like, and this is going to be sacrilegious, but I lump it in my memory with like uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which, as I understand it, still stands up as a movie that is bad that you could actually enjoy. But I have no idea what Ice Pirates is going to be like. Well, we'll find out next time. But until then, it's time to close up the old mailbag. Well, I don't even know. Uh, and say goodbye. Thank you, everybody out there, and thank you to uh, to everybody here. I have been and continue to be your friend, Jason Snell. I hope that I am still Dan Morin after having watched this movie. I'm always Tony Sindelar. I watched the movie too. I'm John. 